What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. That's my show, man. Yeah. There you go, man. That's how you, that's how we should start the show, man. That's what, what I'm talking sh- about. What show is that? It was the middle, but now it's uh oh. it's gonna be it's gonna be sports take. Yes, it's not gonna be. It is. It is sports take. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> in, everybody. Show number two. We survived the first one somehow, some way. Still standing or sitting, if you will. I am Rob Ellis, along with Derek Gunn. And Barrett Brooks, my cohorts. What's up, gentlemen? How we doing? How we doing? I'm surprised Good, you guys came back to, to work with me. I was, <laughs> I was, I was really contemplating uh, whether you guys gonna be here or not. You know, whether I was gonna come back or not. But hey, I decided to come back, man. You, you guys, you know, you know, I had to think long and hard about doing this again, <laughs> man. After three hours with you yesterday, man, I'm like, I ain't gonna make it. We I'm, sent I'm, some paramedics I'm, to check on you, Gunner. We we'll, are we'll sure. I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna make it. Yeah, we were worried. But I gotta tell you, man, we, we had a blast yesterday. And and thanks to everybody who and we're gonna keep this thing rolling, by the way, but thanks to everybody who who you know watched, who streamed numbers through the roof, everybody, all our friends commenting, Alexander, I see you, the three amigos. Yes, we are absolutely the three amigos, man. But as we mentioned, we keep this thing rolling. So here's what we got today. All right. Not to be outdone by yesterday, but we got Brandon Graham joining us brandon coming off that achilles getting set brandon was just at the white house by the way okay oh yeah so we're gonna get into that i'm surprised he didn't get arrested to be honest (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) who knows i think he would have called you for bail money the gun the gun got my bail money so uh that's right that's right so brandon's gonna be joining us uh coming up at 12 30 at one o'clock i'm excited for this man haven't talked to him in a very long time but trent cole what better guy to talk to than someone who was drafted late, fifth round, uh, out of Cincinnati, went on to play here for, for 10 years and have 90 and a half NFL sacks. What guy better to talk to about the whole draft process, about the defensive end position, than Trent? He's going to join us. And then at 2 o'clock, we got Mark Jackson of NBC Sports Philadelphia does an unbelievable job in their uh, studio with Amy Fadul and Jimmy Lynham. But how about those Sixers, guys? Hey, hey, oh, my oh! oh, my goodness. Hey, look, man. This kid, this, and I've talked about him yesterday, but this kid, Tyrese Maxey, man, mm-hmm. I mean, this kid has ice water in his veins, but I guess when you play, when he played for Kentucky, you, you better be the elite of the elite to play for Kentucky. You just don't, 
you just don't play for Kentucky by accident. But man, this kid, man, he didn't score as many points as he as he did the first game. But he's so electric every time he touches the ball, man. And the fact that they they dominated again in this game, once again, Toronto closed the gap and the Sixers pull away from them. And that's the kind of message you want to send because now, you know, Toronto's licking their wounds. They're going back home. I guarantee the atmosphere, atmosphere is going to be different. They're going to have a different set of energy. This thing ain't over. Toronto still scares me, man. This mm-hmm. thing is far from over. Yeah, the, the cat and mouse game is what I like, Barrett. So, so Toronto – We'll get to Nick Nurse in a second and his incessant whining and crying and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but they came out and tried to be physical. They tried to get in Bede's head a little bit, and they had the double T where, where Bede reacted. But to the Sixers' credit, even though Toronto jumped out, man, they were hot. Van Vliet was hitting everything. They jump out early. They're trying to get in the Sixers' head. The Sixers just took the punch, man, and then they came back with, with, with a, you know, a right hook themselves. No question, you know, and, and it's all about physicality, understanding what your role is on the team. And guys took their role, and that's exactly why they were the win. I was saying yesterday to you guys, if I can get 36 points out of both Maxi and Harris, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we can win this. You know, we can compete right. in the playoffs, and you're getting that from them, man. But then you got a little fool's goal with Green, and, it's, and, and he's contributing. I didn't even look for him to, you know, I didn't even look for him to, to contribute, man. So things are working the way they're supposed to work. We got, you know, a, a, a jump going into this playoffs. This is exactly what we need. Just keep the momentum going. Keep it going. Uh, you want a good stat? Here's our stat of the day, if you will. So uh, teams down 0-2 in a seven-game series have an 8% chance of coming back to win that series. So You're that, numbers guy. Pretty You're strong, numbers. man. Yeah. That's strong pretty strong. That's I just like the competitive nature of what they had, man. They, I mean, they, they were just really competitive. Yeah. And B knew what they were going to try to do. I mean, because they didn't have a guy over six foot eight, six foot nine. Right. You know, and, and of course, he's going to be just a dominating figure in the middle because I mean, he's seven foot, mm-hmm. but he matched their effort. He matched their intensity. He matched, you know, their physicality, you know, going forward. He's all right. You guys are small. Get in your place. And that's why they, you know, were able to go out there and take control of the game. I mean, it was close for the whole first quarter, you know, for second quarter, you know, going into, going into halftime, they were up. Mm-hmm. Then it turned the tables. You know, the war of attrition took over. Then they start bumping with Big and Bead. Now you start getting up a little bit slower. You start reacting to things a little bit slower because they have the physicality that you want from a team. Yeah. I mean, do we almost – I know this sounds crazy, right? Do we almost take Embiid for granted a little bit? I mean, you yes. think about how yes. great he yes. is. And you know what the difference is this year, guys? He He's – the conditioning where he's not afraid to bang down low, the recognition – of doubles and triples, which really hurt him in years past. He's just grown so much as a basketball player. I know we just expect he's going to get 30 and, and 15 or 30 and 12 every night. This right. guy is a machine and should be the MVP. Here's the thing that gets me about him. He's a seven-footer who can bring it up to court. He can run the break. He can step back and hit the three. He can go to low post game. He can play as physical as you want. You double-team him, he still finds a way either – to score or to dish it off to the open man underneath. Um, there's not a flaw in his game. And I know my opinion is biased, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's the leading candidate for the MVP this year. Now, for whatever reason, the decision makers seem to bypass Philadelphia all the time for whatever the, whatever the reason may be. But, you know, there's no doubt he is the, one of the best all-around big men in the game today, bar none. No question about it. And listen, we appreciate all the comments. Our comments section 
That's for sure. Do we know? Hey, uh, do we know a Phyllis Brooks who says good morning yeah, sports take from St. Louis? That's my mama. There hey, we go. That's Bears hometown. We yeah, got Mrs. Brooks. All right. Mrs. Yeah. She watches every day. See now, Derek. Yeah. She watches every day. Mrs. Brooks. I just Rob, want to tell she you every day. Hi, Mrs. Mrs. Brooks, Brooks. Mrs. Brooks, please email me. We need to discuss your son. <laughs> um, uh, and, and I, I really, I think, I really want to find out more about him and why he is mentally. <laughs> Indifferent you, sometimes. You better carve out a long window, Mrs. Brooks. And, and, and I just want to share some ideas with you and how we, <laughs> we we should taser him occasionally to bring him back to reality. Oh, but Mrs. Man. Brooks, please, uh, uh, please email me, call me, uh, text me, whatever you have to do, because uh, we need to discuss your son. So we, we we've had we've had uh, Derek's wife, Derek's yep. beautiful wife, Trish. Uh, Jump in yesterday. Now we have Mrs. Brooks. I'm lacking here. I got to get a family member to get involved, bro, man. Bro, my brother log. I'm slacking. Look, my brother logs on, and he's a devout Cleveland Browns fan. I don't know what's wrong with him. What? Wow. I, I, I maybe I pushed him into the wall too hard when he was younger or something, man. You know what I'm saying? In fact, one time I tried my brother, man. I'm watching cartoons one day, man, and my mom, oh man, she wanted to break my neck. But I tried to do, you know how the cartoons with the guy lays on his back and he spins the guy's feet going around like this? Oh, yeah. I tried that with my brother, man. And, <laughs> and I kicked him into the wall, knocked his tooth out. Oh, man, she was so mad, bro. Oh, she was hot. Well, how, how does this work, Barry? So you, let, let, you get drafted by the Eagles, right, in 95, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't become an Eagles fan? He stays hardcore with the, with the Browns? What's bro, that all about? I played for the Steelers. Won a Super Bowl. And he would vote. He would. He would. He would go against me wow. whenever he played Cleveland. Not cool, man. What? Not cool. What's your brother's man? name? We got to call him out, man. Philip. Yeah, Yo, Philip. Come on. Come on, Philip. See, see, Bear. What I would do with my brother is when we were younger, and he still tells my kids this. When I was young, my my brother and I, we were three and a half years apart, and you know, obviously, mom always, you know, took you know, your mother always, you know, babies the younger one and stuff uh -huh. like that. Right, right. So I used to have to do most most of the house chores, man. He never had to cut grass. He never had to. You know, shovel snow and you know growing up in wisconsin man you know a, a light snowfall is 12 inches of snow <laughs> that's a light snowfall so you know uh he was a little brother it was the epitome of a little brother a big brother so i would occasionally i do stuff i walk past him thump him in the neck put, <laughs> put a finger in his ear, <laughs> ear. And, yeah. and he would get mad and want to square off and want to box me so my mom would step in and anytime she would reprimand us when she would turn to him i would stand behind him going <laughs> and when she would turn around i would Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you were Eddie she, Haskell. Yeah. And then she was right. standing there going, he was standing, Mom, look. And I was like, Mom, you know, something's wrong with him. You, yeah. you need to talk to him. Something's See, wrong man, with him. I, I, look, bro, I, I spent my life, I spent my life fighting for my brothers, man. Like, my Philip, man, like, he was just a skinny piece of a rail growing up. And he had always had more mouth than, than, than yeah. fight. You know what I'm saying? And I, there were days that I, I you know, it would be one of those days where my mom would say, look, Either you go out there and fight them, or I'm gonna fight you. You pick who you scared of. You scared of the boy over there, or you uh -huh. scared of me? So it was wasn't no question. Somebody had to ask what they was about to take. Like I wasn't going to my mom with nothing else. But all right, mom, I did it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it was a many a days where I had to go out there and fight for my brother, and he would just pick fights just to do it, bro. But I, I made sure I had to go in there and back it up. But, but that's just 
being a big brother, bro. Uh, and, and after all that, he still doesn't, you know, root for your teams, man. It's not cool. So Freddie Burns asks, and this is a good question. I like the Freddie. Yeah. Again, you know, keep the smash the like button, keep the comments coming. Begs the question, what happens if your brother or family member becomes a Dallas Cowboy? That's a good question. You gotta disown him. You gotta you gotta send him to the firing squad. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna disown your brother, man. Come on. Got, if it's blood, Dallas, man. yes. Phil, you're man. out. That's you're blood. out, Philip. That's blood, dude. You're not disowning your brother, <laughs> That's man. That's it. You might bro. not dislike him during the Dallas, season, but... bro. Dallas, man, no, no. I hear you. No, I hear. No. I respect that, Barrett. Whoa, whoa, that. hey, hey! Look at this comment from Mrs. Brooks. Uh-oh. Ask Barrett about the heist at the PX. You were in a robbery, dude. What's that? What's she talking about, bro? I don't know, man. Yes, you do. No, hey, uh, look, hey, hey, um, my captain, um, T Fortuna, man, my boy, this, this, this my captain for my doc. You man. notice he how right he tried to bypass that yeah, comment he, real he quick? Yeah, he know there's something going on there, Mrs. Yes. Brooks. Can he tried to get you explain? out. He tried to get you out fishing. He tried to get you out fishing. You wouldn't even come, man. Who and you met T Fortuna, Tony? You met Tony. Tony used to go up. He's to, trying to uh, change the subject. Man. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing. Hold up, man. man you're you're he falling said I got for bait it. on my wall. Is he? Oh, he calling me out? Is it? Yeah, he's saying that. He's saying those fish on there we use for bait. We use walleyes for bait in what? the ocean, bro. Those, those, they're those, fighting those, words they're in too the fishing small. community. They're too small for what the, the fish we go out there and get, bro. Hey, man, <laughs> That's I've what he's saying. Them, I've seen some of those baby flounders you've caught, man. <laughs> oh, baby oh, flounders, you, you just set them flounders I caught in, in in the middle of your house like a like a bearskin rug. That's how big the flounders are. I've been catching, bro. <laughs> All right, let me try to get this thing back on track. And by the way, so, so it, it would happen when you were 12 years old. Your mom's telling on you, so oh, I don't know. We'll I want to know about this body. heist. That's what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, man, I got forget, trouble, forget the show. I want to know about this heist. Hey, Rob, why won't he tell us about the heist? Something real went know. down here. He's scarred by it, Derek. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I was in trouble, trouble. Okay. I was, I was never in trouble, but out in, like real trouble. Like I would do stupid stuff, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do stuff. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a disobedient kid. Like yes, you told you me were. not to do oh, that. Yes, no, if you told me not to do it, I wouldn't do it. I'd find something else new to do. You know what I'm saying? But Bro, I, yeah, I, I, I did police it. involved. Is that what yes, we're talking yes, about? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Did you get handcuffed? Yes, in the back of the car. Ooh. Did you get but hit they, in the back of the did, head? But she just kept, she came to my defense, you know what I'm saying? Because they put me in the back. You should have called me first, you know, and she laid them out. And I'm in the back of that laid out, you know, but eventually I came home and had to face the firing squad, you know what I mean? So I told you. This ain't the same lady that I grew up with. This, all right, she, all right. She, I'm telling you, my mom used to carry a snake trauma. The, the screen, though, snake trauma's a gun. She used to carry a gun, man. One, you know one time she had a robe on, She, I was out doing what I wasn't supposed to do. I didn't come home, and it was getting late. I saw her, and I knew I wasn't going to go to her. I ran home because I missed her because mm-hmm. she had on a robe. She was out in a robe. Oh, no. A ninja sword looking to kill me, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can't say I <laughs> You know what I mean? Man, uh, you ain't allowed in my house anymore, man. I didn't know you were you a uh, criminal. Yeah, bro, right. That's it. Let me attempt to attempt to somewhat get this back on the rails. I don't oh. I don't I don't know if that's possible at this sorry, point. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Ellis. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> I oh apologize. I love it. We're getting a lot of reaction. This show has rails, but have nothing to do with trains. That's from uh Ball right. 316. He's right on. <laughs> people, no, but that, people will soon understand. That we are three individuals um, who family members will look at us and ask us constantly, "What is wrong with you?" No, no doubt. To this day, I can't explain what's wrong with me. Not I'm just sorry. family members, people on That's the street, true. Uh, true. acquaintances. <laughs> I, I can't explain it, bro. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of issues in this in this threesome, right? Yeah, this triangle, yes. Yes. if you yes. will. Yeah, but no, I mean, look, that's part of what we're going to be doing every day. 
this is not just sitting here xing and owing everything. We're gonna have fun, and it's gonna there's gonna be stuff that comes up organically. Ooh. We're gonna roll with it, man. I, I had enough years of program directors and bosses yes. telling me to get back to you know at the X's and O's. That ain't happening. Yeah, all right, that ain't right. I'm That's grown sure. now. <laughs> after, what, yes. after, my, after my wife jumped on yesterday, I've told all my family members. Anybody else jump on and reveal anything about me? You're out of the house. All right, Plain Trish. Trish, we need house. some help. De- Barrett, especially after his mom just dying yeah. about him. Uh, uh, bro, I'm telling you, she's on every day. She'll be on every day. You'll see right. the stream. All the stream knows her. We might make her a co-host. They talk awesome. all the time, man. And, yeah, and like really. I said, and like I said, Tony, you know Tony because remember we were supposed to go out fishing on this boat. We we're trying to set it up. We were doing uh, we, um, we were doing our fishing show, and you would never want, and you still won't go out with me. You still won't go out. I in, told in you, I have a five a five mile limit. I don't go beyond five. I need. Bro, to we got to get to the reef. We got to get to reef site. You're not taking. You are not going sixty miles offshore. I'm not getting in it's a not, boat with we're you. We're not gonna go sixty. It's it probably gonna be like fifteen to okay, ten. Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll only go if Rob Ellis goes to witness. He's going anyways. Rob said he's not a fisherman. We got to convert him. Oh, man. Who says he got a fish? I now, will. Rob, I, I will. Get a beer for you. I mean, I, you'll be good. All right, I'll go. I will there go. I probably got no. my word. No, Rob got a fish. He, we, we, I'm not going. If Rob's not fishing. Oh, he'll. I just. I'm, I'm how about I just be a supervisor and, and I drink all the beer? <laughs> no, because the, the, the story we tell on Monday, okay, of Rob's fishing extravaganza will be a show in itself. Okay, right, and which right. one of you guys, after I put the hook through my finger or whatever else <laughs> I end up doing, which I will do, that's a guarantee. Yeah. Who's going to take care of me at that point? Oh, I got you, bro. I got a perfect okay. de- technique on how to get a hook out of a finger. Good. See, I got and, it. And, and, and D-Gun, what? little do you know, you got to do mouth to mouth. Oh, no. Oh, no. See, now no. I'm not going. Now you just took oh, it in. Heck, no. You went a notch no. too far, Barry. No, okay? no, man. Look, look, no. man. No, no. Now I'm back to being a land lover. Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll be at air- the dock when you guys go. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put an air hose in his mouth. That's about it. <laughs> No. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, man. No, it's seriously serious, serious business, man. You'll you'll enjoy yourself. I'm in. With, I you'll get to hang out with you two guys. Yeah, yeah, it's you'll done. enjoy it, man. It, all right, it's a done it. deal. It's a done you know, deal. Wow. What, all, what also could be a done deal is this series. You guys think it's over between the Sixers and the Raptors? Oh, of course, of course. You it's done. I don't. You just look in their Not eyes. Look in their eyes. You look. If you look in the, I'm telling you, look in. You look in their eyes. They're not ready. They they gave all they had the first half. They gave them their best fighting shot, and that's usually what you do in the second game. They gave all they had, all their ammunition. They gave them that second round. I mean, uh, that, that second game, and there was nothing they could do to, to to stop the onslaught of Embiid. You know what I'm saying? They did everything they could to get him out of his game, mm-hmm. and they couldn't. So now they they right. can't stop the unstoppable force. What else do they have? They have well, no, no other tricks up their sleeve. That's the most obvious thing, Barrett. You just nailed it. Like between Nick Nurse complaining all the time, and it's it's uh, to the point where he's embarrassing himself. So I love that Embiid pushed back on him. And yeah. Xander, do we have that? Do we have that sound? Do we have uh, Nick Nurse and and what Embiid's response was to him when they had their little words on the sideline? Do we have that? Let's let me see. see. Yeah, he's coming up, coming up in a minute. Okay, we'll have that in a second. But so he started this campaign after Game One, where yep. he was just complaining, complaining, complaining. He did it on the off day. He did it even leading into the game last night. You're only doing that because you know you don't have enough. Yes. You're trying yes. anything in the book and that's he is a desperate desperate coach so he he's done the complaining about the officials then it was be a little dirty last night to start the game get under and beat skin a little bit get in his head a little bit and that's exactly what it was and the Sixers said all right go ahead go ahead go crazy early we're gonna weather the storm 
and we're going to take it to you. And that's exactly what they did last night. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is a sweep. I'm not going to get crazy. I think the toughest game is going to be tomorrow. Game three back in Toronto is going to be the toughest game. And you, not that Thibault's playing a ton, but you won't have Thibault either. But ultimately, I thought this was going to be six games. I think it's probably five. I think well, the Sixers probably win at five. Put yeah. it like this. I, I looked at, I'm looking at, you know, how they approach this game. When you give your all. I've been in a situation where I've given my all, and the team itself gave its all, and we just didn't have enough yeah. to stop them. You know, I, I I mean, I was playing with the Giants, and we gave our all against T.O. and that 49ers team hmm. in the playoffs. We gave them our best shot. We were up t- like 26 to maybe 10 or something like that. I forget the exact number. We gave everything they could handle in the first half. Second half came out, T.O. and, 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 and uh, Garcia just, just took over. Right. I mean, took over. There's nothing we could do, nothing we could – we couldn't even stop them. How, how difficult was that to know that as a team? There's, you, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, no matter how hard you try, you still can't because that team is better. Yeah, That's exactly what we felt. We couldn't do anything to turn the tide. We couldn't get the ball back in our court. We just mm-hmm. could not stop them from doing what they wanted to do. Yeah, And that's the worst feeling. That's the most demeaning thing that you, you have to face as a man and being competitive. To have somebody that much better than you that you cannot stop and nothing you could do to stop them, you just know it's inevitable that you're about to lose. And that's the worst feeling in the world. Here's what I will say. I don't disagree with either one of you. I think the 76ers win this series. But the reason Toronto is even in the playoffs, because all season long, when things would go bad for them, they would find a way to get back. This is a team that's like Freddy Krueger. When you think you, you've killed them, some, all of a sudden they rise from the ashes again. This, that's why I said this series is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, and I've said it yesterday and I'll say it again. They are one of the best teams in the league at finding a ways to adapt and adjust on a fly. And you're right, Barrett. They came out swinging yesterday in game two. They yep. gave their best effort. They had an early lead. And all of a sudden the Sixers, you know, put the paddle to the metal. And even when Toronto, you know, cut the deficit again in the second half, the Sixers pulled away just like they did in game one. But now they're going home. Thibault's not going to be there. Um, <clears throat> you know, we don't know if the rookie who had, with the ankle injury, what is it, Scotty Barnes? What's, what's his name? Yeah, Scotty Barnes, the yeah. rookie. Yep. Okay, we don't know what his status is. But I just feel that the, the complexion of this, of, the, of game three, is going to be a lot different than games one and two. I hear you. Look, and I, I don't discount that. But like, back to this, the whole Nick Nurse thing. So he's complaining again last night, right? And, we're, you know, we're watching this all, all play out. So Embiid and he have some words on the sidelines, if you yeah. saw it. And, yeah. and it wasn't just two seconds. It was kind of – I think it was more like a foul shot. They're yapping, yapping, yapping. So Nurse kind of downplayed it, and he said, ah, you know, it's just we're talking about – I'm going to have to make – he's going to have to make his free throws if he's going to keep fouling. Embiid – was a little bit more direct on what he had to say. Here's Joel Embiid after the game on the exchange with Nick Nurse. I mean, he's, he's a great coach, obviously. I, I got to, you know, what he's been able to accomplish. And, you know, I've always been a big fan. Um, but, you know, I, I told him, uh, you know, uh, respectfully, uh, told him uh, uh, to stop bitching about calls uh, uh, because I saw what he said last game. How about that? I love Danny Green's reaction. Danny Green's like, man, did he just say that? <laughs> but that's cl- that's classic and beat. Like he 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 disses a guy in a respectful way. If yeah, right, like, right, right, right. It's just him, man. It's just him. 
I love Amazing. the fact that the referees didn't give in to his whining. He You're kept right. calling the game. Whether you agree with it or not, the refs, they kept calling the game the way they were going to call the game no matter what. And obviously, yeah, you know, Nick Nurse was not happy two games in a row now with the way the officiating went. But, hey, you know what? You know, you, you want to stop whining? Win a game, Nick. Yep. Win a yeah, game. Right, right. That's just like, you know, Talladega Nights, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you said, with yeah. all due respect, yeah. <laughs> yep. you know you're about to say something wrong, but it's not respectful. But yeah. with all due respect, stop crying. That's what here, it is. Here's you know the thing, yeah. though. Like, I wonder about this. Does that start to seep into the players' heads? Like, he's been drilling this drum, you know, continually. You watch them. They're crying after everybody. I, look, I get the NBA. Everybody complains. But but they're they're taking it to an extreme. Right. The Toronto exactly. players. And is it maybe in their head now? And, and they're not playing is. as well. Yeah. It absolutely is. At this point, they don't know what else to do. Um, they, they, when you start thinking about – being fouled more so than completing the shot. That's when, you know, that's what, that's like when you have somebody's heart and all of a sudden you can just crush it. You know what I'm saying? They've got their mind right now and they can just crush it right now because they tried their best to go out there foul and beat hard. And he was still making, you know, finishing the plays, still still finishing the layups. When you're fouling a guy like that, it's almost intentional. And and that's next. Instead of it going in the direction of, you know, Toronto is going to go where all right, they're going to foul him, and they're going to be intentional fouls. Now mm-hmm. he's going to the line and getting the ball back. Yeah. You know, they're flagrant fouls. So that's where they're on the cusp of being that type of team right now. So they, they I mean, it's it's in their head now. There's nothing we can do is to stop what's going on. We can't stop the bleeding. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I tell, you, I, tell, I tell you what's been one of the most telling tales is that Toronto has not knocked down the threes. They're they're a very good three point shooting team. And then for, in both games, they have not hit the threes with the consistency and the frequency that we watched them in the regular season. And, you know, it, I, I think part of that is attributed to the fact the Sixers' defense has been very good yes. when it's had to be. You know, we, we've complained all season long about the Sixers' defense being incondi- uh, inconsistent, uh, sometimes a little too slow in terms of adjusting and rotating. Their defense has been on point when it's had to be the first two games. Of no, the you're right. I mean, everything's happening. I mean, they're, they're playing really good defense. They're getting all around scoring. They had five, all, all five starters were in double figures. Yeah. Danny yep. Green looks like he's 25, you know, instead of yep. 105 with that wow. dunk last night. Right. And, <laughs> wow. and Maxi doesn't score in the first quarter and then goes off. I mean, it's only yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. You're not going to shut Maxi down, it's only yeah. a matter of time before he gets his. Harden's, you know, he, look, his numbers aren't going to light you up and blow you away, but he's been a good distributor. He's played smart basketball for them. They're, Play defense. The, yeah, he's playing yeah. defense. Tobias Harris has been excellent in the first two games. Absolutely. Nobody wants to give him any kind of credit or love, but he has, and he's played really good Deion Siakam. Yes. So you're getting, and Doc Rivers is much maligned. It, it deserves a lot of props, man. He, his team, he's out coaching Nick Nurse, and yeah, I didn't think is. I'd be sitting here saying that right now. Well, you know, that's that's – the, those two things you just said are really the turning points of how this te- this this season goes from being what we saw that BS we saw at the end of the season to all right yep. going and playing basketball playing basketball playoff basketball. Um, the mere fact that you look at Tobias Harris and he's playing defense and committing to being a factor, he's committed to being a factor. Mm-hmm. He was a non-factor because he didn't feel as though he had to. Now he sees that he has to do this. Yep. And then the mere fact that you have Doc out there coaching and really making things happen from a from the That's standpoint right. of all right, these guys got to play a little more than I usually play them. You know what I'm saying? Forget resting. Right, right. This yeah. is the time to play. So those are the two pivotal things to me 
that's helping this Sixers team, why they've evolved into a team that's going to be very competitive in the, in the playoffs. They're going out and everybody understands that they have to give more and not sit back and watch and beat. Everybody used to sit back. I mean, they should have had tickets next to me. <laughs> Ate popcorn with me just watching them bead for yeah. you know all season. No now they're saying, all right, we got to contribute also. And that contributing is definitely in the, in the Sixers' favor. All right, guess what we have coming up, guys? We'll get it back to the Sixers later. But we coming up, we got a very special treat for you. The man, the myth, the legend. You wrong, D-Gun himself. This, this knucklehead's Brandon calling Graham. me while I'm alive on the air, uh, Rob. I'm like, dude, didn't I tell you I'm live on the air? Dude? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he's the best, man. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait to talk about his, you know, coming back for the Achilles, What, how t- tough it was just watch from the sidelines last year, what this year is going to look like, the fact that they may draft a defensive end or a defensive lineman. A lot to get into with Brandon, that's for sure. Don't go anywhere. Later in the show, Trent Cole's going to be joining us, as well as Mark Jackson, Sixers uh, analyst for NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's Barrett Brooks. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. You're watching Sports Take on Jacob Media YouTube Network. I want to tell everybody out there about my good friends at Pro Action Restoration. All right? If you're a homeowner or a business owner and you've experienced the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke damage, Uh, you need mold remediation to your property, whatever the case may be, you know how frustrating that can be. And ProAction is on call 24-7, 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I mentioned this yesterday. I experienced some water damage at my parents' house a couple years ago, and ProAction was there, quickly cleaned it up. The crew was professional, clean. The price was very reasonable. You name it. They're licensed, bonded, and fully insured serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. These guys have been around for a long time because they do it right. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, they do water, they do fire, they do smoke damage, mold remediation across the board, whatever you need. And I'll tell you what, I know this for a fact because I know Mike, who's the CEO, they are not afraid to jump in their trucks and go help out anywhere around the country, whether that's Houston or Florida or Missouri. If they've been hit hard in a storm, they're always giving back to people. That's what they're all about. Give them a call now, 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760. Or email them at proactionrestoration.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. OceanAC.com. All right, did you know I was a mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network, D Gun, B Brooks, R Ellis. Without further ado, the man himself, Super Bowl champion, Eagles defensive end, and all around handsome cat. Look at that smile, man. Brandon oh, Graham, man. what's up, BG? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Something's wrong with you. What man. up, what up, what up, bro? How you been, man? <laughs> man, you know, been working, man. Can't wait I to heard that. Go out this year, man, uh, with a bang. You know, this that's that's my biggest thing this year, man. How I'm feeling, how my body, you know, is just responding to an injury like that, man. I just can't wait to go out there. You know, and just do me if this is potentially my last year as an Eagle. You know what I'm saying? You never know what the future holds, as you know. But, you know, I'm just going to enjoy every day. Hey, Brandon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you the, the ultimate compliment here, man, because – I'm thinking about you being on the show last night as I'm watching the Sixers game, and I'm watching the fun that Tyrese Maxey has and the smile on his face and how much he enjoys doing what he does. And it reminds me of you, man. I'm serious. That that kind of – it it inspires not only teammates, I feel, but also the fan base too. And you guys both have that same kind of mentality. Yeah, man. You know what? It's, it's just you never know when – I didn't know I was going to be here this long. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I, I always – wanted to be here but you just don't know and so now that i'm here i just want to make sure i enjoy every day uh because you could take for granted sometimes where you like man dang we got another walkthrough dang we got another meeting and you know you can kind of drag it drag it on but i'm like man you know what man it's the best job in america i know i'm gonna miss it when it's when it's over uh being on the other side of it as a coach is, is not is no it's just different from being a player because you know you could definitely impose your will on people and that's how, what i plan on doing this year for my uh you know potentially last year here's the greatest testimony i could give to this this crazy guy right here um <laughs> when you consider what he went through early in his career and the brow beating he took from this fan base. And there was a time when he was deleting people left and right on social media. Yeah, I was one of them. But, but I will say this. When he stood in front of the media in the locker room, on the practice field, I don't care where it was, he always had that smile on his face. He was um, he was gracious to everybody. He's always treated. You know, and I've covered this game, and I've covered sports for over four decades, and I've never seen a guy like him he, he walks out on the field, and he shakes hand was, hands with every media person out there. He treats them like he's known them for 20 years. And I think beyond, you know, emerging into a great player and an icon in the city of Philadelphia, I think people gravitate towards Brandon Graham because of how he engages with people. And sometimes you say, you know what, is this dude for real? Is this an act? 
But I've been around him enough to know away from the field, you know, that's that's a genuine guy right there. And I wish there were 1,600 Brandon Grahams in the National Football League because of the way he approaches it as a business, but he also remembers to have fun with it. He ribs everybody who comes to his locker. He takes shots at everybody. Every media person comes to his locker. Uh, you know, if they say something or if they look at him a certain way. And you know what, man? Don't ever change, man, because what you've built yourself into being is going to carry you a long ways into your life after football. Wrong again, D-Gun. Wrong again. <laughs> Wrong again. Hey, you, you just keep being you. You just keep being you yeah. going against us. Boy, I'm going to show you. <laughs> see, 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 Bear started that mess. Now I've got both of you on the show. I didn't know until a year later that Bear lied on me for a whole year telling you when you would make appearances weekly on the Breakfast Abroad show that I was going against, I was picking against Eagles. I couldn't figure out why did you start this wrong again, yeah. he good. I'm like, BG, I thought that was your boy, man. Why is he always picking against you? Yeah, oh, he I did it again. Yeah. Show did. I couldn't Stone figure did. it out. And I'm like, where did he? But then all of a sudden, it just took off. It was like a Pied Piper. I would go, and no matter where I would go, people would, hey, D-Gun, wrong again. I'm like, <laughs> it just took off on a life of its own, man. And, man. and you know, doing that post-game show for as many years as we did that post-game show for Comcast slash NBC, I had a great interview. Hugh, Hugh Douglas was a nut. Bobby Taylor was a nut. Donovan was a nut. You know, uh, Chad yeah. Lewis was great. John Runyon was serious crazy. You know, yep. but this dude took it to a whole nother level, man. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and then I find out that Barrett lied. I'm like, okay, I get it now. I get it. Well, I, hey. I, I'll give you a great example of what kind of guy Brandon is. So you mentioned Breakfast on Broad, the show Barrett and I used to do. We had Brandon as a guest. He was a weekly guest for us, okay? Th when things went off the rails with Chip in his last year, and it was a bad season, you know, keep it real. Brandon showed up every single week no matter if the eagles lost by 30 or won by 30 even when things were really getting ugly the guy was always there and that tells you about what, what kind of character he has absolutely because he could have still bowed out like everybody else yep a lot you of people know? did bail on us and yeah, he showed up tough. every morning man yeah it, it was tough you know especially coming in the morning it's like Dang, the first thing I got to hear is them talking about what we did yesterday. I'm like, ah. <laughs> But you know what? Like you said, it is cool to stand tall through because you know better days coming. And then, man, we end up getting the ring. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, when I look back at those pictures, it's so crazy how fast time is flying, man, because that seemed like yesterday when we was just up there, I couldn't breathe. The first time D-Gun <laughs> finally let me read off the off the, uh, the, prompter. the, uh, the screen, the prop, man, it was like, Ooh, this ain't this ain't as easy as I thought, you know. <laughs> because you know, it just depends on like how you breathe, and it's so much stuff that that goes into it, man. And you know, I just I appreciate y'all every time I'm able to, you know, still be on, still be doing this, because man, it is crazy how fast time is flying with us and all the memories we've uh, created for ourselves, and and many more that to come, you know, in the future. So. Yeah, man. Thank y'all, boys. Hey, hey, Brandon, oh, yeah. is, yeah. is there a day, Brandon, that you don't watch that play, that that strip of brain? Is I mean, honestly, is there a day that goes by that you don't, in some way, you know what? Let me let me take another look at that one more time. <laughs> you know what? That's my that's my man. You know what? I'm having a bad day. Maybe I had a bad day of practice or something like that, and I go back and look at it and be like, man, you just got to get back to that. Get back to that. You know, and, and th just that feeling of just sacking the quarterback or making a play in a big game. 
um, yeah, man, uh, I do watch it a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> still, still reminisce because I just still can't believe that it, it actually happened. It's like, man, you know, and it happened in a way that, you know, you would dream about certain stuff that happened, happening, yep. but you never dreamed that it would be the way it did. And, man, I'm just like thankful for that play, thankful for that win. Um, and hopefully, man, I could, you know, get another one, um, just, you know, especially while I'm playing. Um, it don't matter. I just hope to do it while I'm playing because it, it is different. You know what I'm saying? When you're a coach, because you ain't playing, you you know, you you part of it, but it's just different as a player. Oh, no question. You know, we, I mean, yep. you look at it, you know, B Dog got a ring with you guys. You know, he didn't get one, he got a ring with you guys. All I did was cover me and D Gun covered you every day. You know, Rob covered you every day. We ain't getting no damn ring. Yeah, you but, you know, think you got me a ring? I'm part of it, though. I'm part of it, though. But look at this. But look at this, this man. You know, going into this season, I kind of got high expectations on, you know, the D line kind of you know getting pissed off and have a, a chip on their shoulder right now because i mean i'm just gonna put it out there like it is man gannon to me did not call an aggressive style of game man and i think the major reason why is because when you left a lot of the pass rushing left man but with you coming back guys coming into their own you know like sweating those guys man i think you know it, it, he's gonna be forced to I, bl I believe you guys are gonna force him too man what are you saying about your d-line the way things are looking at right now as you as you sit like you said, like you said, man, it's a trust level. And so when you trust, like, okay, I've been I've been doing good all training camp, everything, you kind of got a plan, and and then bam, one of your guys go down and it's like that just rough with everything. And I think that uh yeah, man, with me coming back, being able to help the guys, uh even you know, just me my presence of being there, being there helping, you know what I'm saying? I think it's gonna be, you know, big and I think it's like you said, man, it's like for gaining the trust, you got to gain that trust of him to be able to call certain things. And right, I think right. a lot of guys going to make that jump from year one to year two with Gannon. And, you know, it's just developing that trust, man, because he asked me to do a lot and I was able to do a lot for him um, in a good way. And, you know, he I guess he banked on that. And a lot of guys when we was playing, playing that two gap ain't easy for a lot of them. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. I think that this year, knowing that, potentially like i told uh some of the young guys like look learn how to learn how to be a two-way player you know what i'm saying like now he asked me to pass rush now he asked me to two gap you know he asked me to do certain things in different um you know situations and you know just just keep practicing it one day at a time and you know you'll get better but i think yeah man you 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 hit it on the nose because yeah he trusted a lot of it was gonna be me you know doing a lot of things and so uh i'm just hoping that uh this year Everything is gonna be clean like it's been, man. Everything's been good for me working out. I'm not on the um I mean, I feel like I'm me again, just if if not better, you know, because I've been working on just a lot of different things, a lot of the basics, um, of just learning how to run again, doing things properly, you know, just taking my time. So yeah, man. Can't wait to pair up, pair up with Hassan and them boys. See, yes, see sir. how different. Ooh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so, he, got, so, he got a lot of talent on for him, man. You know, I can't wait to see what the draft look like, you know? Yep. So, so so in a serious note, how's the Achilles coming? How where are you in your rehab? Will you be available for the upcoming OTAs or mini camp? Are you gonna hold off until training camp? Where what's your status at this point? 
Well, I'm uh, I'm OTA. I'm OTA ready. I'm uh, okay. we were just talking about that today. Um, I'm gonna be doing a lot of the same things with the, with the team. It's not as it's not as previous like what we used to do. Uh, being out there doing all the mm-hmm. team reps and stuff like that. It's gonna be more individual, uh, pumped, and then you know you're gonna have to learn the plays and just go through plays uh, and stuff like that. But nothing really uh, that's gonna tax you too much other than individual drills and stuff like that but that's 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 what we like doing we like working on you know the technique uh but yeah i think um i'm I'm back to normal man it's just getting my lungs right getting everything it's like uh, off season it's pretty much the same like i'm off the protocol of um you know just rehabbing every day is just more so training getting my body right uh making sure i'm able to run around uh for longer uh doing different uh, workouts and stuff like that, but yeah, man, I feel like I'm me. I feel like it's just all about just doing it now. Yeah, Brady, you, you, you yeah. had to you had to deal with the knee early in your career. Mm-hmm. Compare that to to the difficulty of coming back from an Achilles. Which which is tougher? You know what, Achilles ain't as bad, man. The first time yeah. I ever felt pain, like so, I got hurt. I didn't feel no pain. It just was numb. Like you know, everything just felt like it was swollen. Uh, I got surgery. I couldn't move it. I couldn't do anything because it had, you know, my, my foot was pretty much down like this because I couldn't, you know, flex it up. So it had it like in this position for a minute. But when I first stepped out of it and started, you know, walking around, it was a little weak. But it was like more when I felt the pain was when I had to get on my toes. And I think that was the part that was the hardest part for me was to, you know, be able to hop on one foot, uh, you know, to balance on one foot. And then once I got over that hump after like a month or a month and a half, Man, it just felt like it was regular after that. Like, I just felt like I knew it was weak, but it wasn't no pain. It wasn't Mm. the pain that you would think. And I thought this was the worst injury uh, to come back from. But right now, man, how I feel, I feel like I haven't lost a beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just really about my lungs is being able to go longer. You know what I'm saying? Being able to work out uh, for a longer period and kind of get through it a little faster then because we started slow in the beginning, but now I'm starting to ramp it up, starting to pick it up. We outside running, we outside cutting and doing drills and stuff that I normally would do, um, you know, individuals. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just about sharpening that show, that sword right now. Love it, man. Love it, man. I, I think you're on the cusp right now, understanding just like you keep talking about your lungs and stuff. Bro, I went to play basketball two weeks ago with this guy, Rob, <laughs> Ellis, man. bro, when I say my lungs were on fire. Bro, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe halfway through the first two minutes, bro. The yeah. first two minutes, man. So yeah. I understand what you're saying about being yeah. able to breathe. Me too. <laughs> ba- basketball is a different animal, man. And, and man, and BG, we were playing some young bucks too. So right. Barrett, Barrett and I were. It, it, I, it was a lot of this. The hands up. Hey, come on. I need a minute. You know what I mean? Bro, yeah. after a while, after a while, we did hockey. The, you know, hockey. Hey, hey. Oh, you come on in, you know. Yeah, you grabbing people out of the stands, man, to come and play. I'm telling you, it was bad. Man, I know that thing. I mean, your lungs would be burning, and you like, right. woo! I gotta push through. And and sometimes for me, it was the beginning of just warm the warm up, the warm up of this. All right, don't do this. All right, ten yards. Then next, you know, right back, ten more yards, ten yards. It's just a right. consistent, like no break, like not as as long of a break. And that's where you really learn that, okay, I got to get in shape because I'm tired. <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 you were just talking a few moments ago about, you know, hey, if this is my last year with the Eagles, hey, so be it. But you know, you're 30, 34, now 33, approaching 34. Just turned 34, yeah. The 34. So uh, 
how much longer do you really want to give your all to this game? I mean, you got two two small kids now. You got a wife who who wants you at home more. You know, with with the family. How yeah. much longer do you want to play this game? You got the ring. You you got your money. Uh, you got a beautiful family, beautiful home. How much more do you have in you? You know what? I, I said I wanted to get to 15, man. How I feel right now? Yeah. Boy. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I just love, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm struggling with, I mean, I love the game. I just love this game. I can't yeah. lie. Like, you know, and I know I'm going to have to deal with it when I really have to deal with, man, you know what? Dang, it's, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Let's move on. Uh, but right now, how I feel, I just, you know, I just really want to carry out this year and then play two more years after that. I want to get to 15 years and then I'll be, uh, you know what I'm saying, i really consider it then. But really. You might have, have joined us on Sports Take when your career is over, man. Hey, you know, you never know. I think, I think I'm going to try it out with the team first, you know, see what that, see where that leads, stay in it a little bit. Because uh, I was going to. Um, you know, like you said, man, come y'all way. Yeah. Uh, but I know once I come y'all way, it ain't no coming back sometimes. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Hey, right. I already yeah. know. So, you know, I want to make sure that I exhaust everything in that aspect, but just know that I'm going to be doing stuff like this on the side, talking to y'all, you know what I'm saying? Have my little, in, my little insider stuff <laughs> since I'm on the other side. You, you are know, welcome. Can, You're welcome anytime, my man. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But, man, it, it's, it's just cool. Uh, to have options, honestly, and and for me to man just enjoy the moment because I'm like, man, I'm gonna enjoy this year. I'm not gonna, you know, how you could complain about certain things like, oh man, I'm just ready for it to be over with today. I'm tired. I'm this and that. I'm gonna try to push through some of those heartaches of just, you know, com- like complaining when you get into that state sometimes. And so, uh, yeah, man, boy, it's about. To- oh, I can't, I can't wait till I'm lined up on lane, boy. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> hey, you know what? He the first victim. You know right. what I'm saying? Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, speaking of that, man, you know, your team is everything. Uh, how is Nick approaching this? I mean, is it a lot different from last year to this year? You know, how is his perspective of this team and the direction they're going? You know what? Talking with him, man, you can see that he's more comfortable. Uh, he's not going to be – he's not going to – uh, had an interview he had the first time uh, right. this year. <laughs> you know, but you can see how more comfortable he is in his role and knowing uh, exactly what probably Mr. Lurie and all them uh, are looking for now, now that he's been with them for a year. Because I know being that first year, man, you know how it is. It's like the pressure. You don't know what they expecting. And then you might do some stuff right, but some stuff they might be harping on for the rest of the year. And you learn as you go through another offseason with them. And I think uh, this is going to be the year where I think that, especially for Jalen, Jalen learning the system and knowing what they expect, it's going to be a lot of stuff they ain't got to preach like they did on that first year. And uh, I can't wait to see the jump for a lot of guys because Devontae Smith, man, last year looking at the film, it's like, dang, that boy was open a lot last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, And just looking at like just the relation, the chemistry. I think Jalen gonna, you know, kind of lean on his guys that's making plays. Like Goddard, man, Goddard gonna be a beast this year. Uh, our running game, if uh, if Miles can stay healthy, like I know he can, man. I mean, Miles could be a big asset to the team. Um, and you know, I just can't wait to see what the draft, what we do in the draft, because I feel like it's a it's a bunch of hits uh, that we might can um, definitely hit in the first the first round. Um, hopefully, we get some gems um, all through the draft, man. But um, I'm just excited to see who gonna make that jump this year. Um, that's training right now that we don't know about that we ain't talking about. Uh, you know, and so uh, yeah, man. 
Get that linebacker in the middle, though. That's what we do need. I will tell you that we need that general. I that don't field know. General. We hey, need hey, that hey. field general. Let's first go, round. Lloyd. First round. Let's do yeah. it. Let's go. Hey, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up the name Jalen, because now I want to ask you this about both Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. You you've taken it upon yourself to help younger players get through some of the rough moments in Philadelphia. And both Jalen's have been going through some rough times here in the city. You know, the fans have been indifferent towards them. What have you told them about weathering the storm? Um, you know, th things haven't been perfect for them since they've been here. Um, and, and if anybody can give them insight on how to handle the fan base, the criticism that rains down on them is you. So what have you said to both of them in terms of, hey, just let just just take a deep breath and let it go. I think um, knowing that all right, Rager, this you know this show put up or or shut up year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and and knowing that is is you can't get no worse. So why not go out there and put put forth put forth your best effort? Because that's how I said it to me. Like right, it can't right, get no right. worse. They called me a bust. So all right, no pressure. Now all I all, yeah. all I ask you to do. It's just go put that work in every day. Don't worry about what you can't control no more. The me, I mean, nobody should be able to get to you no more because the fans have said all they can say about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now let's do something about it. And for Jalen in his position, um, you know, um, hurts. It's like man, just just keep on sharpening your sword, man, because uh, you show flashes. You know what I'm saying? Of what you could do. Uh, just it's, it's just all about being consistent on everything. And so how you do that is is your preparation every week. Uh, not what you putting in your mind every uh that clutter don't listen to y'all you know what i'm saying the ones right. that don't believe you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, but yeah. just know that if you if you do listen to it use it as motivation try to think of it in a different way other than a negative that's because why think about it all day where damn man what's the name says something d-gun says something and now he got me thinking what? like now, now i'm losing a little confidence in myself because somebody done rattled ruffled the feathers but you know i had to put you out there you know yeah. i had to say because you, you be ready your mouth Keep my, keep, my, keep my name out your mouth. What are you talking about? Keep your name out your effing mouth. Yeah. BG, you get a Will Smith uh, D-Gun? Is that what's going to go on? All right. Hey, That's messed but, up. Man, but you know, man, I just tell them, just, just bring, your, bring your A game every day, man. Enjoy whooping people in practice because that's how I be feeling like, man. What yeah. I do in practice, going to show up in the game. And so – if I'm treating it as such, like it's a game, man, that's what I try to do. Keep that chip on my shoulder. Like everything is an evaluation. Everything is important uh, when you talk about what they evaluating you on, like how you coming in every day, what you doing with the team. Are you a negative guy? Are you a positive guy? I mean, it's so much that, that goes into this uh, process. And so, man, try to be the best you um, all the way through. Like, because you're not going to be perfect. Don't try to be just be the best you and just know that your heart need to be in it, you know what I'm saying? Because people would definitely be able to smell it if it's not. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think Rager just Rager just come in ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't come in out of shape like you did the one time. Like, don't give them no reason. Don't give them right. no reason. There you go. Out of that. You know what I'm saying? That's it. 100%. Don't give them no reason other than, okay, maybe it was another guy better than you, but you, you came 100% ready. And, you know, you just didn't win the job. And I can own that all day. Like, I just wasn't better than that guy. That guy was better than me. And so I want the team to win. And you try to have a positive attitude through that because you don't know when your number going to get called and you might go out there and deliver. And then you don't look back 
But if you're too worried about somebody else, you're going to miss your opportunity. So just worry about you. Uh, make sure that you help people along the way, man. Don't be selfish on that just because things not going your way. And I'm telling you, something good going to come out of it. And I think it's just, you know, just come come ready to work, man. That's all it is. Come ready to work and prove, y'all, prove to y'all boys. Hey man, y'all know what y'all talking about, man. We out here. We got a ring, baby. We got that there ring. Go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> hey, Brent, let, me, let me ask you, man. You mentioned linebacker. I think we'd all concur. We'd love to see them finally take a linebacker for the first time since 1979 in the first round. But we're nine days away. Let's say they take a defensive end or a defensive lineman. What's your mentality? Because that's someone who could be your heir apparent. How do you yeah. how do you deal with that kind of thing? Well, you, you know what? I'm going to help him because I know he's we going to need him to win. And, and I need for if I am playing for that like that year and I might be starting or whatever it is, um, I want him to I want it to be a no drop off. So I got to give him the game. And I think that some people going to take it in. Some people going to do their own thing. And, I, and I'm OK with that, too. But my whole thing was was not being some of the vets that I've seen that were you know, you make it more of a competition instead of getting to know me and know that, man, at the end of the day, we're here to uh, win, win a job at, uh, you know what I'm saying? We play the same position, but why we can't coexist while we're here, uh, because while we stressing out in a situation where it's on us, like, we just got to be mature about it. Like, man, you, you coming in, I'm supposed to help you, you know, get up to speed. I mean, maybe that might prolong my career a little more, mm -hmm. you know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. Trying That's to help why I played four more years. That's yeah, you feel us. I was a player slash coach, man. It yeah. gave me extra four years. So and that's I how I, I feel. feel. Yep. Exactly. I'm in that position right now, man. Where I, I'm like, man, I don't want people to come in here when I come around. Not hate to see me coming because they think I'm hating. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, nah, man. Right. Like, I want to know how you doing, how your family, because it's a lot of stuff, man, that that you're going through that I can help you with because I done been through it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got this new money. You got these new new family members that want that new money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's a stressful situation. Tickets. Yep. Uh, you you trying to please everybody for tickets. Now they taking money out your pocket because that, that add up. You just spent 20,000 in tickets on, and you trying to figure out what, what happened, how that happened. But if you don't, if you don't have boundaries with people, people going to take advantage as much as you can. And then it's going to take away from your game of you, your focus of where you could be having your focus. And so, yeah, man, I just got, I just feel like I got a lot to offer the guys and I'll be selfish to not, you know, help them. Uh, along the way, even if they don't take everything, it's just like, look, my heart in the right place. I know you coming in for my job. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you ain't got I, you ain't got no control over that. They uh, upstairs know what they want to do and where the organization is going. And I know that I'm 34 years old, but I'm going to show them now. I look like I'm 24 out there. You know what I'm <laughs> there you go, see? But, yeah. but, you know, that's just a mind, That's just a chip that you keep on your shoulder every, every day. And I'm going to be a realist, man. If I ain't playing the way I want to, I'm not going to be out there uh, just out there wasting. Because in football, man, you can't it's if you can't do it you just can't do it no more and i don't want to look like certain guys when i see them at the end like just let it go brother let's move on you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey bg I, I know you don't take anything for granted but do you ever just stop for a moment and think about how rare it is especially for a defensive lineman to be with one organization for as long as you've been with the philadelphia eagles that that's a rarity man that doesn't happen much in today's yeah. game with every all the pieces constantly moving and teams thinking they can get younger and better at the drop of a hat. I, I just I just wear with pride. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, dang, you know, 
it's so much that I've been through that I can talk about uh, with this when I wasn't happy every day uh, and just like, man, dang, how are we doing this? And, you know, all that stuff, man, and, yeah. me and how we got a great relationship. Uh, Cause I learned how to separate the business side of it to the, from the personal, you know, right. and that's where I had to grow. I wasn't mature enough in that area in the beginning because I really just felt like I'm a good person, man. Why are they doing me like this? All oh, this, and, and it wasn't nothing personal. It was just all business. And so you just got to fight, you know, you got to fight, man. You got to worry about yourself. And it taught me to, to really care about like, you know, oh, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Like it's all right. Like, you know, you don't have to give of yourself if you don't have to all the time, you know? And so I think that I felt, I find a, I found a good balance and, mm. you know, man, I'm, I'm comfortable of what happens, not whatever happens now. Cause I mean, I feel like, like you said, man, I've saved my money. I've, I've, uh, you know, I got my family. I got a lot of things, got a great, a lot of great things going right now, man. And I just know that uh, for me, I just try to make the right decisions the best I can and, you know, just deal with whatever the consequences of, whatever action that I that I do man just trying to be more on my grown man man it's just dealing with handling my business the way I'm supposed to and just enjoying that moment man because it's at the end man you like dang time is ticking this year right. will be over with before you know it and shoot I might not get a call after this you just never know what's gonna That's happen right. but I said I'm about to I'm about to go all out, man, because it's my last year on my deal. At that's that's the only thing that's in front of me that I do know. Yeah. It's my I got one year left, so why not make the best? I got a lot of guys that respect me in this in this league. I got a lot of guys that respect me on this team. So, man, just continue to keep on being you, man, and helping them so that I can, you know, hopefully help them get a ring. Because, man, it's something sweet that we gonna always be able to come back and you know show that ring off uh, and be like, man, you know this we was the first, we was the first. Uh, to finally bring it back, and man, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm happy about that, and I'm hoping to bring many more. BG, uh, thanks well for dropping said. all the all the wisdom, all the fun, all the knowledge, man. Appreciate it's it's you, always bro. great spending some time with you. We really do appreciate. Man, I appreciate y'all. Love, love you, love you, man. Thanks. Love you, like family, bro. This. I love how y'all did this, but now I'm I'm gonna have to get on all y'all because because uh, <laughs> I know y'all gonna yeah. be talking this year. Oh man, yeah, we gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, hey man. hey hey, during football season. What's the possibility we could get you to come on once a week during football season? Well, man, if the money right, y'all good. <laughs> you don't need the money, man. You got money. You don't need the money. Come on, yeah, man. You know how to separate the two. Y'all my friends, but hey, hey, what we talking about? Y'all getting paid too. <laughs> good point. Good point. BG, oh, thanks, man. Enjoy. Thank you. Good luck Appreciate with the rest you, of the way bro. with the rehab. We can't yeah. wait to see you play, man. Appreciate it. All right, let's get a quick timeout, guys. Let's step aside. Guess who's up next? We roll from one killer oh, DN oh, to another. Trent Cole is next. You're watching Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Yes, we are back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis, Jacob Media YouTube channel. You're not getting this anywhere else, folks. You're not rolling from Brandon Graham right into Trent Cole. You talk about a defensive end one-two punch right there. There he is. There is the man himself. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Trent Cole. How you doing, my man? (laughs) Oh, doing great, guys. Doing great. Are you, what you on your way? Go fishing somewhere, man? It's fishing season for you no, right now, right? You go turkey hunt, turkey hunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing running some errands right now. Running some okay. errands, and uh, you know, what I'm it's, it's glad to be on the show and uh, to be talking with you guys. Though. I know that. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. So first off, man, you're 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 you're. You look at what the Eagles are going into this draft, man, and they're talking about getting a rush in. Well, who better to talk about a rush in to the guy they haven't been able to replace the past couple of years, Trent Cole? So, hey, what do you think? What direction would you go in the draft? Uh, I repeat that one more time. What direction would you go? You know, what, what guy do you like in this draft uh, for the Eagles? Uh, I would go. To, I would go to the guy from Michigan. What's his name? Uh, Micah or something? What's the guy from Michigan? Dean oh, from yeah. Michigan. You're the, oh, 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 um, what's his name? Um, uh, 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 Anabajo, yeah. Uh, Anabajo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get in good yeah, value yep, with him. That guy. And, uh, yep, I, mean, I think they can. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I like I'm going, too, guys, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you got, you got, yeah, you got to give him a chance. I think you got to give him a chance. You know, um, I mean, Going in this draft, you gotta go with a guy. I mean, if I was gonna go in this draft and I was gonna have a chance to go in there and look for a DN to, to bring in, um, I'm looking for that motor. You know what I'm saying? You can't teach that motor, you know. And then everything else can be built around him. You know, so you can build him up from there, you know, from that motor. 
Yeah, Trent, let me let me ask you, man, because you're a guy, you, you were a later round pick. You go on to play 10 years here, 12 years in the league, 90 and a half sacks. You know, we, we've seen this before where guys get overlooked. What, what's the biggest issue? Like for you, for example, was it that you played at Cincinnati? What, what, what are the reasons why some of these guys fall through the cracks, would you say? Um, I mean, I had some, I mean, medical things that happened with me. Mm-hmm. Um, going into that draft where I couldn't participate in the draft. So mm-hmm. I never, people don't understand, like I was drafted fifth round and didn't even go to a combine. I mean, I went to the combine, but I didn't participate. You know, I had a couple of meetings, but uh, I had uh, trained so hard that I, you know, I pretty much trained myself. Uh, I mean, I was very sick. So I ended up getting pneumonia uh, mm. two different times, got hospitalized two different times. And, uh, you know, and that, I went from 260 to 60, 60 pounds, running a four, six, four, five, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and I went down to a, you know, I was down like two, two hundred twenty-five, two hundred thirty pounds when I actually arrived at the Eagles, you know. So wow, wow. It, it was uh, but I, yeah, so I mean, it's just you know, I was one of those guys who was a so hardworking, had high motor, just wanted opportunity, and uh, you know, what I'm saying once I got opportunity, you know, I was gonna take it from there. Hey, hey, Trent, um, ten years in Philadelphia, you missed a total of five regular season games, which is unheard of for, for a guy who played a physical position like you. And I remember you telling me when you were playing here and we were joking about it one day and I said, how in the world do you not get injured? And you always said, D-Gun, the thing is you got to keep your feet moving when you're around huddles, when you're around scrums. Can you explain that to people? Because Man, you see so many edge rushes and DNs falling by the wayside week in and week out, but you were able to avoid that. Um, and, and yeah, and, and you're right, Degon, and and this is to all you know to any to, to professional uh, you know to the NFL players, to college players, to high school players, to grade school players. Do not stand around the pile. Finish through the play. Keep running. Keep moving. Do what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Because when you stand around the pile, that's when the guys who stand around the pile or who quit on the play or like, hey, I did my job and just gonna stand in one place and not try to go do it, do something else they can try to help on on. Those are the ones that get hurt because remember, if that pile's still moving, that's where a lot of them knee injuries come from. And yeah. you can't be standing around the pile. Nobody should be standing around the pile. You should be either running or you should be on that pile or under that pile. You're exactly right, man. And I, I think that's kind of that's like kind of not taught. These days with these younger kids, you know, that they're coming to the league, they're just taught, you know, basically just go out there and, 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 you know, once you've done your job, okay, that's it. That's a problem that I have with the younger generation in football. I think they disrespect the sport a little bit with the effort. It's not being max effort. You were a max effort guy. I don't, I, I think that's like yeah. not taught yep. these days. Yeah. And the thing is, it's just, uh, you know, I looked at it as this, it's just how you view practice. That's where it's at. Practice is right. the biggest thing. If not, it's not the game. It's the practice. It's not the game. You gotta remember when we go out to practice every day. We only get so much time. You know what I'm saying? When we can and come to the season to practice. You know what I'm saying? And you're you're out there and maybe what we might get what ten plays of practice, ten twelve plays right. of practice to, to hone yep. in our skill because we're standing around a lot of the time. So you only get what you go in there. It's three seconds. What two three seconds and it's over. With. The play's over. With. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, you, you've done your job in three seconds. And you got to – I took it as this. I approached the game where I was, you know, in practice. You gonna lie for front of me? I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? And I'll let it be known. I'll sit there and tell the guys, don't think he's gonna come out here and just say, hey, we're gonna get through this practice. Nah, none of that. No, you better ready because I'm coming. You know, and I and I was very outspoken about that, and a lot of play, a lot of my teammates to vouch for that. You know, that's BG no just said to say that Graham just yeah. said the same thing. You know, he's going first. Yep. Thursday he's going to is going after Lane Johnson, the, one of the best players on the team. <laughs> yeah, go against him. Yeah, that's how you get better. Yeah, yep. so it's like um, uh, JP. You know what I'm saying? I, shoot, I love when I could when we, me and JP get there. It was just a, like a big sight because they know that when me and JP, you know, a lot of against each other in practice. Oh, it's sparks flying, fireworks is flying. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew <laughs> that we we were gonna come. We we couldn't stand. You, we didn't want to fail, you know what I'm saying? And we right. were going to come at each other because we knew we was going to make each other better. And I look at JP as the best, I mean, my all-time best offensive lineman that I played with, you know what I'm saying, in the league. And I, mean, and I love having to get him, having him there as a teammate because I got to line up against the best. And, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and it made it easier in games for me going against the best. So I, I picked out the best guy I could go against, you know what I'm saying? And that was JP, and we're both veterans, so we knew – we was prime examples to other guys that, you know what I'm saying, you know, when they seen us, we're going to go hard. And there's times where they wouldn't let me and JP go against each other because they knew that they knew that it, it could get very intense. You know what I'm saying? It's like right, two right. intense. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, let me ask you, you were here for a long time, man. You were here for a decade. What's your favorite memory of playing here in Philadelphia? Uh, my favorite memory will be, I mean, football-wise, it's just in the – was uh, I'll never forget when uh, Deshaun Jackson ran that touchdown back, man. I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? When I mean, it was like the end. It was, it was like a miracle. It was a, it was, it was game, a miracle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Giants game. I'll never forget that, man. That was awesome. And then the Snow Bowl. And I mean, it's just great memories, man. And I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, it, it's just had a great time. You know, especially with the fans. We got great fans, you know, and that, that was one of the biggest reasons I played for the fans because, you know, said they had so much heart into it. Mm -hmm. All right, then we have a little whole seat. Oh, there. Uh -oh. Yeah. Okay, I think we got you back. Uh, yeah, we got you. We lost you for a second there, Trent. Yeah. Oh, okay. you must be out the middle of nowhere. You must be out the middle of nowhere, man. <laughs> nah, I'm, uh, I'm out here. I'm, I'm, I am out here a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> Uh, but like I said, man. <laughs> but like I said, it's uh, it, it's it's great memories, man. And uh, you know that's why I re that's why I decided to to uh, you know to reside right here in uh, you know that area because you know this is where my network is. This is it, I love what Philly offers, Jersey offers. You know, just the sports side of things, and it's just uh, you know this is a great place to live. A lot it's of us do that, man. A lot of us, a lot of us, when we when we retire from the Eagles stay in the area you know i stayed in the area a lot of people do that man because you're right they have so much more to offer man so what are you yes, doing these days man i see you fishing i see you hunting i see you farming man what is, <laughs> what is your job these days i know you're a man of many jobs what do you say is your job yeah. these days ah uh, man i'm an entrepreneur businessman i mean you name it um like i said i 
I've been, I, I got my hands in a, quite a few things, uh, you know, just with my uh, my new mar- my mar- new marketing firm, Pro Advantage Solutions. Uh, you know, just from the professional side. So I'm, you know, I'm a professional football player now. I'm a professional fisherman, uh, yeah. and, and I, I do that as well now. Which you can you can ca- probably catch me on the you know uh, Bass Masters or the you know, Major League Fishing. Um, I've been seeing you. I've been events. checking you out. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So it's been it's and also I still do the the television show the production company which I'm on a national television show on the Sportsman Channel it's called Blitz Outdoors. Yep. Um, if anybody interested into the outdoors and stuff and want some education on you know on this the uh, on the East Coast and throughout the United States, but uh, uh, you know like I said I got my hands on a lot of different things and I'm enjoying it. That's one thing. I work harder now, guys, than I you know what I'm saying than me when I was playing football. But yeah. the thing is. I love what I do. I love it every day. I love getting up every morning, five o'clock in the morning. I'm up to four thirty, and uh, you know I'm I'm trying to be productive. I, I, you know I want to be productive today. I want to have a great day, and that's that's my goal is to stay positive. Uh, at you know saying that every second uh, of my life here, you know, and uh, you know this is the type of person I am. Everybody knows that. You know I'm a positive person i just don't like negativity because there's just no place for negativity around me That's well, great well i'm a big i'm a big fan of the outdoor channel you know i watch major league fishing all the time i watch the Bassmaster circuit all the time i saw that you posted on social media yesterday you finished 144th out of 225 in your first um Bassmaster open how did you how do you go about qualifying to even get on the Bassmaster open circuit might have lost him. There he is. Okay, I think Uh-oh. he's back. Uh-oh. Well, he's now. Nah. All right, listen, but Trent, we appreciate that. We were having it was the signal was a little dicey there. We fought through it. We fought through it, so we survived. But uh, I, I love, dude, I love that mentality. You know, I mean, we we just had two guests on who are the most positive guys who are are all about positivity in Brandon and Trent Cole. Two guys who are just you know living their best lives, man. I appreciate that because. You know, let's face it. We all get kind of down sometimes. We all we all sometimes have that that attitude. But you know, Trent, he's, the guy's working his tail. I didn't I didn't realize he was still in the area. That's awesome. Oh, you know, yeah. he's still there. He does a lot, man. He um, like he said, he has his his um, I, I say his outdoor show, his hunting show. He does a lot of hunting. Um, he has a farm that he works on. He and his family work on. Um, I think we and, we might have him back up. B. We might have him back oh, up. Yeah, let's make it. Yeah, we got back up, Xander. Let's bring him up, man. There, there is, there's Trent. All right, we got you, Trent. All right, yeah, I'm back. Yeah, so yeah. like I said, back to it, like with your your question there, D-Gun, on uh, yeah. people getting. Like I said, this is open for anybody. Like the, okay. the, the major the major league fishing to the Bass Masters, it, it's open to it's open to anybody. And I recommend that people you know uh, who's very interested in fishing, you know, saying if you're going to start, you know, be a co-angler. You you can learn from some of these pros, and you can enter as a co-angler. So they got a co-angler side, and they got a Uh oh, no man. All right. Well, we, look, we, we we tried, man. We're trying. We we we, man, we enjoyed our time. Out, he's got to come out of the woods, man. Yeah, he's we enjoyed our time. No man's him, country, man. Bro, yeah. he, that's where that's where he lives. That's where he's most comfortable, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm. You know what, D? I'm thinking about getting a bass boat now. How many boats do you have, man? That's not the question. I said I was going to get another boat. I can't even afford a dinghy. <laughs> no, like a no, it's not that you can't afford it. You just don't want to. You you too busy buying smokers and stuff. I I I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm poor I, BG. I'm broke, man. 
I'm broke. No, 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 no. You know, it's like that old saying goes, I'm so poor, I can't even pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would buy a boat. I would buy a boat from, 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 you know, a used boat and fix it up. That's what I do. I, I might you. go buy a, a new, brand new boat. A brand new bass boat costs you about ninety. Hundred thousand dollars. They're like twenty eight thousand. If you get a Bayliner, a, a Mercury, and Evinru, yeah, you get a Bayliner, a Mercury, Evinru. They're like twenty eight to thirty thousand now. No, 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 no. Just the engine. The motor is that much. The, just right. the motor is going to cost you probably on the lines of eighteen thousand dollars just for the motor. What? Man. Just no, for the motor. No, yeah, that, that is no, not a cheap no, habit. No, exactly. No. Exactly. That's why it, I fix stuff up. Let me tell you something. Rods and reels are expensive enough oh, as yes, it is. Yes. You know. Yes. But I will say this, Barrett. I'll go on record and say this. You get a bass boat. I'll go out on a lake, river, stream with you. It's the ocean thing. See, I told you I watched too many of those movies. Like you've Jones. already committed it. You've already committed to it now. I've already... watched too many. Man, this thing's an ocean bigger than your boats, man. I just right, I can't get right. that out of my head, it's... bro. But you've already committed to it. Everybody on the stream heard you. You and Rob are committed to going fishing with me out on my boat. Yeah, as long as you're five miles and in. Dig five up. miles and in. How many miles out would we go? At the most, 12. All right, we can do he's that. Lying. He's we'll lying, go, we'll go to. We'll go to. Re no, I'll just take you to Reefside 11. Reefside 11 from, from, from where I am and, uh, and you know, off the, off the shore is only – 11 to 12 miles out. Recycle. All, right. All right. I'm in, man. We're going to do it. Well, let's let it get a little warm. We don't need this weather today. No, 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 no. In yeah. overcoats and all that nonsense. It's going to yeah, warm up. In fact, this weekend, in fact, you want, this weekend, if you guys don't have anything to do and you're bored, I got to go down. I just got the boat, the bottom of my, um, my big boat painted down at the marina. Um, Schooner Island Marina. It's, it's got, I just had the bottom boat of the painted. I got to put new zincs on it this weekend and I got to buff the whole thing out. Derek, that sounds like right up your alley, man. Dude, look, I tell you, my wife has family here from California right now. They leave Thursday, and another wave comes in Friday. <laughs> you're like a hotel. Uh, your place you, is like a hotel, man. It's like a bed and breakfast here, man. We got people living here all over the place. People, can, But you know what, though? You know, you know what, Rob? And, and I don't want to just deviate too much from, from, from what we are about here. Mm -hmm. And I told Barrett this the other day, and I want to share this with a lot of people. Barrett, a couple of years ago, when we were sitting across from each other at NBC, you know, we just jawjacking each other, taking shots and talking about nothing. But out of nowhere, Barrett goes, you know what, D-Gun? He said, in the time that I've gotten to know you, he said, you, you're surrounded by nothing but good people. And I sat back I, I like for a to moment. Include, I like to include myself in those good people, too. Well, I might have to include you, I guess. But, <laughs> but and I sat back and i said i said you know what bear you're right because i know a lot of people and i know people out there know a lot of people where you know the the husband can't stand the in-laws the wife can't stand the in-laws you know you have people that you associate with that you don't really want to unless you have to and i've been fortunate and blessed to be around people i can't think of one person that's close to me that i don't enjoy being around and that's a that's a blessing mm -hmm. you know um, you know, we, we, we all have bad days and you don't want to surround yourself with negativity to bring you down even further, you know, and, and, and when I've had a bad day, which is not often, I have somebody close to me that can lift you up. You know, yeah. it might be something uh, poignant at the time. It might be just something insignificant, but you know, that's the one thing I love about my household, man, is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of laughter in this house, you know, mm -hmm. We joke a lot. We tease a lot. We have, we have intense conversations like every family does. But for the most part, though, you know, um, 
you know, and, and, I, and I, I just wish people w- would understand. And when you surround yourself by positivity, negativity doesn't exist in your life. You know, you may have negative moments, but you know how to quickly overcome them. They mm-hmm. don't absorb you and bring you down and ruin your day. And, you know, I don't want to deviate from what we're no, about. No, it's but, well said. You though. know, but but it's so true. And it resonates in my ear all the time that Barrett said that. You know, D, you surround you said, man, every time I meet somebody who's associated with you, nothing but good people. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just want to share with people out there, look, if you can eliminate the negativity in your life. I know everybody doesn't live a perfect life. I understand people have trials and tribulations, but you know what? There's a way to minimize that and, and enjoy life more and enjoy certain people around you a lot more. You know, and, 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 and man, if people just live their lives that way, I don't think there would be as much hatred and as much tension as there is in the world. I uh, very That's well said, man. No, yeah. look, it's, it, you're right. And and I think you learn sometimes you got to learn that with age, right? And and I think it speaks to your character that you surround yourself with those kind of people because yeah. look, sometimes you're only as good as the company you keep, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. You, there's certain yeah. things Wow, ah, well said. Yep. You That's know, right. there's right. some things you can choose, some things you can't choose. And people who choose to surround themselves with good people, honestly, it's not right. to get too corny here, man. It's yep. one of the reasons why I wanted to do the show with you two guys because yep. I knew yep. what the mentality was going to be and that we Absolutely. were going to be a team and we weren't. It wasn't going to be every man for himself. No. I got to get mine, you right. know that kind of th- that kind of mentality, and it's just not there with, with with you guys. And I appreciate that about you guys. There's, there's there's no egos here, and that was the big reason why I agreed to do this show. I know who I'm working with. I've worked with these guys a long time. I know your character. Um, and you're right. You know, it's like it's like the three musketeers, all for one and one for all. You know, it's not about me. It's about we. Every yep. day we do this, it's about we. And I love that's what I love about the fact that we can be us, man. You know, and uh, well, I forgot which one of you said. I think Rob said it earlier. You don't have producers in your ears. I'm like, get back to this. Do this. We can be us, mm-hmm. you know, and still be informative and have and fun at the same time with it. Man. Amen. Amen. Hey, look, that's what it's all about. Honest to God. There you go. So we're getting, we're getting a lot of good reactions from the people. Unbelievable comments uh, from everybody, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and we certainly appreciate it. Again, tell a friend, smash that like button, man. We are going to keep this thing cracking every single day. But I, I, again, I'll go back to our two guests we've already had today. We're going to talk yeah. to Mark Jackson in about a half hour. You don't last in that profession. And Barrett can speak to this as well as anybody. Better than certainly I can. But you don't last as long as those guys lasted without having that kind of mentality. You see, right. usually the guys who are malcontents, they'll weed themselves out eventually. But when you have a guy like like Brandon Graham and Trent Cole who are dialed in and who appreciate it, right, you right. see the kind of success that that breeds, man. And I right. think that's everything in life, honestly. Yo, it's no question, man, because, you know, longevity in the NFL, you know, that's why they say it's, they call it not for long, you know what I'm saying? You know, they call it NFL not for long because – you know, just the same, you know, same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. You know, they yep. bring you, they're happy to bring you in. You sign that contract, but five minutes after they sign you, mm-hmm. the ink's not even dry yet. They're trying to replace you with somebody bigger, stronger, faster, younger, and the most cheaper than you are. True. So when you can have the longevity that those guys had and play to the level, not just have the longevity, but play to the level of those two play. Like Trent Cole, man, he, you know, he should be in that ring, yeah. you know, the ring of fame. Good. Play at a high level. High effort guy coming from Cincinnati. I didn't know that he um he trained so much he had gotten sick, man. That's I didn't know that either. I, I had never heard that before, before man. You know, to, yeah. to, to you know, and I I've seen guys work out to exhaust. That's all they did was just work out, work out. And your body sometimes it is it, it's, it's almost to a detriment because your body becomes weak because 
you, you're you're training so much that you know your, your body can't catch up mm-hmm. and, and 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 heal itself, man. And I've seen guys do that. You know, it, you know, right. you, everything just breaks down. So you have to be aware of that, man. But shoot, man, coming from Cincinnati, getting drafted in the fifth round, not working out the combine, it just goes to show, man. That's just the diligent hard work that that, that Trent had to want to be successful. And BG getting drafted in the first round, he had a lot to yeah. prove. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. hurt, didn't have the ability to go out there and really um, show who he was. Then mm-hmm. went into all those three different systems, and he finally, you know, said, "Look, regardless of what anybody else says." I'm gonna go out there and play. I didn't hurt at all. I didn't hurt. I'm a bust. I didn't hurt. I'm the worst player ever. I gotta go forward and, and prove them naysayers wrong. Use that as fuel right. to fuel yourself. And that's what he, he's exactly right. He's Jay been through Lewis. what four coaches? I mean, think yeah. about it, right? Yeah. Andy, yeah. Chip, Doug, and now Nick. Yeah. How well, many how guys last that long in that league? That's crazy. That's right. How about right. defensive coordinators? He had yeah. Brock still as a defensive coordinator one year. Because yeah, because you guys know, whenever a new coach or a new coordinator comes in, they want to bring in their own guys yes. to put their own niche uh, on their defense or the overall team. So the fact that Brandon Graham has been able to withstand the, the test of time tells you about what he is and the character he is. And coaches look at him and say, you know what? I want him to teach younger players how not just to play this game, but how to conduct their business off the field as well and how to emerge as a positive influence in the locker room mm-hmm. to those coming up behind him. Like BG just said, hey, man, if we draft a DN, I want him up to speed because not only is he going to help this team, but he he might be able to help me prolong my career. You know, oh, No question. Yep. If, he's a, if he's a significant entity in that defensive scheme and Brandon has to play a few less reps, that means Brandon's going to be that much fresher in the fourth quarter. Brandon's going to play maybe an extra year or two in the game if he can avoid another serious injury. Yeah. So well, you know that's right. Yep. That selfless attitude, man, not only benefits the individual, it benefits the team, but benefits the individual as well. Trying to get as much of it out of him as he can in the twilight of his career. Well, bro, I played an extra four years in the NFL yeah. because I was that guy. I had been labeled a. Uh, a backup for like two years. I started my first six years of my career and I backed up the last six of my career. But right. for two years before that, right. you know, I played with Detroit um, in, in a two and a half year period. I played with Detroit. Oh, uh, not, not, not Detroit, but uh, I played with um, Green Bay, yeah. the Giants. And then I went to the Steelers. When I got to the Steelers, they brought me in because number one, they knew that I was going to go in there and, 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 Cross all my T's and dot all my I's. They didn't right. have to worry about me being in shape. They didn't have to worry about me knowing my playbook. They didn't know how to. They didn't have to worry about me um, giving max effort. But other than that, right, right? They also asked me to be almost a player type of coach on the field. He would tell me, you know, I had Russ Grimm as my offensive line coach, one of the original hogs mm-hmm. for that um, Washington football team. He would tell me, hey, take those young guys over there and run this drill for me. While he was going, they had the starters over there and they're doing nine on seven. He had me over there with the young guys teaching them like. Why ain't I over there with the starters? You know, I'm the sixth man off the bench. He said, no, I need you to go over there. Right. And these guys, this technique, that technique, you know what I'm saying? So I'm over there teaching them. And then when it was our turn to be the scout team, we go over, we run scout team reps against our defense. So it got to a point where like, I wanted to, I, I was pissed off with that. I said, you know what? I went upstairs to talk to BC, Coach Cowell. I said, Coach, come on, man. You know I'm better than this kid right now. Why aren't you giving me an opportunity to play? He said, Brooks, you know what the problem is. You know what the deal is. I said, man, that's a problem, though. But you know he is the future. 
Mm-hmm. I said, I understand he's the future, man. But, you know, look, he said, look, Brooksy, or you call me Pork, pork Chop, I'm going to keep you on the team. You ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm not cutting you. Don't worry about that. I said, I got to worry about it because you're going to cut me because I'm not playing enough. He said, no, I got you. I got you. I'm going to keep you on the team. You keep doing what you're doing. So that's exactly what I did, teaching these young guys how to play. Max Stars, I groomed him. Chris Kimawatu, all these guys. Willie Colon. Right. I'm keeping all these young Willie guys out of the game. And he kept me on the team an extra two years even after that because he said, look, man, you, that's, that's what you do. Keep doing your job, man. I ain't worried about you. And I still dress on Sunday. And if somebody got hurt, I'd be the first one in. But those guys, he wanted me to prep them first. So it made a long day in my career. I played 12 years because of that. So it's smart, man. It's smart that they do. They go about stuff like that, man. Yeah, instead of being threatened, you know, BG's looking at it like, man, this guy could just help the team. He could help the team and maybe prolong my career. That's smart. A lot of guys would be threatened by that. You know, we've right, seen right. we've seen players be threatened when someone gets drafted. Right. That's right. We've seen that. And those guys are out of town and Brent Graham is still here. All right. Let's step aside. Great segment there, guys. A lot of fun talking to Trent Cole. Two o'clock, top of the hour. Mark Jackson, NBC Sports Philadelphia, Sixers analyst in studio. Also did a really good job hopping in there to do some games. He as did well. a great job. Didn't I'm, he? I'm he telling did. you, man, he was really, really good. So I'm looking forward to talking to Mark at the top of the hour about the Sixers up 2-0 on the Raptors. All right, guys, we have to do it when we get back. The Phillies Uh-oh. are 4-7, and seven, man. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to break uh, you down. But we got to keep it real. We talk about everything uh, here, okay? Yep. This has not been what we anticipated. That's for sure. We'll do a little Phillies. Barrett, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the defensive linemen that are available in the draft as good, well good. before we get out of here at 3 o'clock, so don't worry about that. We'll get a quick timeout. We'll come back. Again, we'll talk to the Phillies when we get back, mix in some, uh, some NFL and some draft as well. For Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, I'm Rob Ellis. You are attuned. You are streaming. You are listening to Sports Take, presented by Jacob Media YouTube Network. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocasino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them up. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. So, Barrett, get it all in there, man. Eat up. Get you. We need your fuel. We need that energy. You guys know this from, from, from doing this forever, right? So, when you go to a commercial break, you generally get a couple minutes. If you're starving, you need something to drink, you got to go back. You got to really hustle, man. And it, it, it doesn't lend to really quality eating habits because you're just <laughs> – you are shoveling it in, man, as quickly as possible. And man, then – And right. And then – yeah, I like it. But then, then the then the challenge is try not to burp on the air mm. once you come back because you just inhaled stuff right. as quickly as possible. That, that's the challenge. It is what it so is, we'll man. I've, I've had I have plenty of weeks to uh, well, plenty of months to do this show, man, and, and be on this show, man. So every day, you know, it was during lunchtime. So from I used to do from eleven to one, right? Well, now it's twelve to three. Yep. So you know, I got to figure out how I'm gonna do this. I'm thinking, well, I tried something new yesterday. I didn't eat anything. Right, and I was hungry as hell at three o'clock. Yeah. This time, I ate some eleven thirty, and it wasn't enough. So I'm just munching on some Cheetos. Yeah, and and, and, hey, and the struggle is real. The struggle is real out there. I, I'm telling. Hey, you. we got to find a way to expand these breaks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get more money on I'm Telling you, man. Oh my goodness. Yes. Hey, did you see like my stateside vodka commercial, man? Yes. I want the I want the whole full thing to go. Holy! I know. We need that. We do need that. Yes, that's my well, favorite commercials. Hey, uh, Barry, there, Barry, we, Barry, seriously, how many how many bottles you got left, man? How many, bro? That, that, I, that forget what Xander said. I got them bottles way back when it was, it was the beginning of football season when I got them bottles. It was six bottles. Of, uh, no, I gave one away. I gave one away to the to the guy that was um that was uh producing the show. We were at the um this golf course in in Atlantic City, not Atlantic City, um, um Wildwood. So. It's not far, but Lake City. Right, right, right. So I got Kate May. Kate May, actually, right there at Kate May. The Kate May Golf Course. So I, I, he gave me six in a little case. I gave one to him. I took the rest home. And I had it for about a week. Two and a half. No, two and a half, three so weeks. Second day, and Barrett's already begging for swag and, and free gifts. I, I like it. Bro, I've been asking for this for okay. the past. Okay, fair enough. It's been it's been about seven months. Yes. You trying to say Xander me. cheap? Is that what you said? Xander, our producer, you guys are ripping him already now. I like didn't I, take much time. I, right, I, I, everybody, I, I, everybody's I, I, open. Everybody's open season on this show, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, by the way, speaking of Atlantic City, uh, a week from Thursday. That's how close we are to the draft, guys. We that's are, crazy. We are right around the corner, and we will be in Atlantic City Ocean Resort. 
Casino, Casino. We will be there doing the show. So from 12 to 3, we'll do our regular show, Sports Take. And then D. Gunn and I, Barrett will be contributing. He's going to be calling in. But D. Gunn and I are going to be doing a show that night beginning at 8 o'clock once the first round starts. Now, keep in mind, the Eagles have two first-round picks. So it'll be uh, Barrett, you – or excuse me, D. Gunn, you, me, uh, Seth Joyner. Yep. Among others, we got a lot, a cast of thousands, man. It's going to be a killer, killer show. So you got to stop on out, say hi, see the handsome D gun in person, the, the handsome Barrett in person. And uh, I'll put my bag on my head and we'll get through it. We will get through <laughs> it. We'll get through it. But we, that's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait for the, I, I'm, I am such a draft geek and, and we're going to, we're going to dive into the draft in a little bit, a little bit harder. I can't wait. Like I was going through position by position again today and, and, you know, making my top tens and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get rolling on that, man. It's good. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I had to, I have to bring it up. I got to bring it up. We've had so much positivity with the Sixers with having Brandon Graham on with having Trent Cole on. And by the way, if you're just tuning in and you missed it, you can watch at any time, just go to YouTube, you know, Jacob media, Sports take. You can watch anything that you miss. Tell a friend and smash that like button. As we like to say, keep the comments coming, guys. We really do appreciate it. But guys, the Phillies, it's getting to the point where we keep saying it's early. It's getting worrisome now at this point. They're four and seven. Now, here's the thing. They started the season off two and oh. Okay. They've lost six of seven. They fall again last night. They for a team that has money invested in Schwerber, Harper. Castellanos, Real Muto, among, you know, a few. They're scoring no runs here. Think about this for a minute. They've been held to one or fewer, one or no runs in four of their 11 games already this season. They're scoring less than four runs per game with that lineup. What is going on? Well, with with six of those games, they've scored three or less runs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the best just are not popping yet. And I do believe, you know, once once we hit the end of May, June, July, August, I think the big boppers will start coming out. The only one who's swinging the bat decently is Bryce Harper right yep. now. I mean, he's not swinging it the way we are we we want to see him swing, but he's swinging it decent compared to the rest of these guys. You know, um, uh, the pitching has been inconsistent. Um, I, I thought Aaron Nola had a fantastic game last night. You know, he used his changeup effectively, used his breaking pitches effectively. All of a sudden, he gives up the home run in the sixth inning. It was a 0-0 game, gives up the home run to Charlie Blackman in the sixth inning. A few batters later, gave him one more hit. He's done for the night. Now, I understand a lot of managers don't want to overextend their pictures in April. I get that because it's a long season, man. But I would have let Nola go a little bit more. The way he was throwing the ball last night, and I'm not sitting here second-guessing, you know, Joe Girardi, but I might have let him go a little bit longer um, because, I mean, the dude gave up one – one, one, one run at that point? Seriously? He was sharp. He was. I, then you, look what happened when the bullpen came in. Oh. Okay, again, the bullpen fails him. How many times have we said that over the last three, four years? Said you know. Too many times, and that's the problem. But, you know, we're talking about a team that we went out we paid for bats. Now, I understand that's, that's why they called the boys of summer. It's not summertime. It's, it's cold still. Yeah. But still, man, you know, I mean, I, 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 accept, I expect more production. Right. Yeah. Out of that aspect of the game. And right. I'm not getting it right now. I understand it's a, it's a long season, but, you know, I, I my expectations are still what they're going to be right now. I'm not, you know, I'm not getting all worried or anything. I'm, I'm not worried about, no, later on in this, we'll have a totally different tone um, towards the end of July 
into August. I think we're still going to be very competitive then. Um, our pitching will be a lot better also because, you know, a lot of these guys didn't even pitch or didn't get enough get enough pitches during camp. You know what I'm saying? They just didn't. You know, spring – the spring wasn't really spring. You know, so a lot of these guys, you know, even though everybody else is, is, is playing better, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys didn't have the production because they didn't have – really time to produce so I, I'm, I'm still glass half full guy yeah i'm um, not i i can't go into panic mode and i, I i'm with you barrett the, the bats are too good to not start hitting at some point right the right, problem right. is like if we're looking at like late may or june before they start hitting are they buried at that point like even though it's cold and charlie manu's always would always say it's hitting weather when it would get warm you got to do more than this. I mean, Derek, last night's a perfect example. Nola yeah. pitched well enough to, yeah, for them to win that game, man. Yeah, you were in did. Colorado, and he's pitched the way that he pitched. You should come away with a victory there. That's right. I, 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 I can't I can't figure this out, man. I mean, Schwarber's a disaster right now. He looks right. terrible. Yeah. Castellanos really – he's been less than mediocre. You're right. Harper's the only – and Harper's playing with a bad elbow. He can't even play in the field right now. And he's right. the only one who's given them anything. Yeah. I just wonder – is the message being lost with the with the manager? Like, have they just tuned him out? And I'm not trying to get get the players off the hook here because they got ultimately they got to perform. But are these guys still listening to Joe Girardi at this point? Wow, that's that's a good question. Um, and, and I think you know what, Rob. Um, as much as the guys in the club, if that's true, as much as the guys in the clubhouse might try to deflect that question, as we all know, eventually, if things continue to go the present course, something's going to slip out something's going to slip out of that clubhouse and then all of a sudden the media and the fan base is going to jump on it and ride that thing to the point it's going to force the organization's hand to make a decision one way or the other Mm -hmm. in terms of what they need to do if they're going to try to right this ship i think the biggest problem right now and it's still april and i'm going to keep saying it's still april and i know fans want more out of this team people were jacked up uh during the offseason when the phillies made all these acquisitions you know uh to improve the team and it hasn't trans translated onto the field yet mm-hmm. but but it's still april yeah. you know right now so give it time but i think the biggest thing that sticks in philly's fan base crawl is the fact that the mets are controlling the division right now Oof. the mets only have three losses but then again the mets are getting the hitting the mets are getting the pitching right now which is what the phillies are not getting and that's the reason why the mets are at the top of the heap and and the phillies are trying to stay out out of the bottom of the heat right now. Yeah, well said, well said. All right, so let, let, let's jump it back here. Uh, we talked about the draft, and we're going to dive into a bunch of different positions as we inch closer here to the uh, to the actual night Thursday like we talked about. Barrett, let's start with this because we know how critical defensive line is for this team. They, they, they you know, you look at last season, I think they were second fewest sacks in the NFL. They did not get to the quarterback nearly enough. And you saw it. You saw the result of that in, in a lot of different ways. You expose your secondary that way, you know, et cetera. For you, is that priority one? And who do you like? Will you go D tackle? You go in DN? Who jumps out at you that you like? There's a bunch of guys that I like, you know, um, in this draft, probably the deepest, you know, guy that I was talking about earlier on um, before he just, you know, went to the combine was Trayvon Walker. Now he goes to the combine. He runs a four or five. Now he's the top of the list. I mean, he's jumped ahead of Aiden Hutchinson, uh, the defensive end from 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 Michigan. So you know, I thought Trayvon would be right around that time where you know eighteen. When, there, there are projections that have him ahead of Hutchinson at this point. Wow. Yes, he's he's right now he's ranked the number yeah. one 
uh, DN right now. Aiden Hutchinson is a little smaller, but he's a higher for guy. He's like he's like a Nick Bosa. Yeah, but still, you know, I mean, the way the talent that you know Trayvon Walker has, his ability to 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 rush the passer at two seventy, run a four five, still drop back in coverage, spy, and everything else, he's definitely made himself um, a number one pick. Aiden Hutchinson is still there. A guy that's really, really falling right now, and, that, and, and everybody's questioning his love for the game, is Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh-huh. I mean, Thibodeau, was, yep. you know, if during the season, he was actually ranked the number one uh, player in the draft, you know, tomorrow as far as speed, size, um, athletic ability. But people are starting to question his love for the game, whether he mm-hmm. wants to play the game or not. Is he going to be totally tied into it? Is he going to be vested into it? That's something that we don't know. Um, and he's talking about playing chess instead of playing football. So, you know, his well, and, he le- and he left the combine too. That, that, that didn't sit well with people. Right. So at this point, you know, his love for the game is questioning. That's going to make him drop a little bit. Um, Jermaine Johnson, that's another guy like. yep. from Florida State, yep. started out at Georgia. Wasn't, he was getting burned, but he wanted to get enough burn that he wanted yep. because he had guys like Walker, Wyatt, you know, all those guys playing defense. So he left, go to Florida State, has an outstanding campaign at Florida State, has all the tools that you want, you know, as a pass rusher, yep. um, size, speed, and everything else. You know, he, he, in fact, he ended up being a little bigger than people thought at 255, 260. Um, long, great pass rushing moves, great yep. ankle bend. Uh, he's moving up in the draft also. I thought he was going to be right around 15, you know, 20. Yep. He's going up now. He was going to be a top 10 pick. Um, from there, you know, you you look at you know who they have. I I like the fact that you know if you look at a guy like Jordan Davis, Jordan oh. Davis will be there. But you know he's he's a freak of nature, three hundred forty pounds, six foot six. Um, you know, ran a four eight forty. But you know his compadre on the opposite side of him on that Georgia team is Wyatt. Wyatt's probably he probably drew more double teams, which allowed Davis to play one-on-one most of the time because Wyatt was the guy that made that whole machine work. Mm-hmm. He was that cog that you had to, you know, as an offensive coordinator, game plan against. He was that good. He will be a ride around where the Eagles are picking it at, at, um, at, at pick 15. Now, whether they're going to get Davis or they're going to get Wyatt, you know, apples, oranges, all fruit. Both of them will be great NFL players. I think Jordan Davis has more the the, the – more the you know the high point of where his career is going to be because he can be an explosive player. He's only tapped this much of his potential with his size and speed. But man, it's, I mean, there's a lot of guys that can come in and 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 really give you some quality quality minutes. Man, Devontae White is is you know he would be my pick, but I understand okay. why people would say Davis. You know what I'm saying? But after that, you know, you go on in the draft. I'm looking at guys that. You know, George Koloftis, I wouldn't invest in him. I wouldn't Purdue invest kid. in him. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, he's played – I think he's played his best football. He's maxed. Mm. Yeah. I don't think he's – He's. I don't think he can take it any further than what he is. He's a high – he's more of a – now, this is saying it, but I see him as a Babin. Remember Babin played oh, yeah. Eagles, oh, yeah. tattoos yeah. and stuff? Yeah. That's the extent of what he could be. Now, Babin had 19 sacks one year, mm-hmm. but – I, I think George Koloftis going against these bigger tackles, get their hands on him. You know, he's a power rusher, but he's a power rusher that didn't have a lot of athletic prowess. You know what I'm saying? He needs more. He didn't have that shake up that you need to be a, a dominant guy in the league. You know, so, I mean, then you got uh, Boye Moffitt, you know, from, from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now, he has all the tools, but he's more of a, 
a linebacker s type of of of, of three four type of defensive end. You know, if you right. play the four three, I, he could probably mix it up. But I, I you know I don't see him as a guy to come in and be really be um, a factor. You know, playing a play out. His upside is not as high as those guys we just talked about. And Gunner, you always have your your ear very close to the uh, to the to the door here. What's your sense here? Where this where they might go with this? Will they trade up? Will they trade back? They still have the two picks in the first round. How do you think it plays out? Howie's always trying to wheel and deal, and he's trying to put this team in the best position possible to get the best player possible. So, you know, he's talking to people, you know, but he wants to make sure he gets value and just doesn't get duped. You know, one thing we can say about Howie is that he gets value for whatever trade mm-hmm. he makes. You know, uh, he's very good in, in that. They know they need defensive help in the trenches. They know they need to get younger. Um, I'm, I'm still a little surprised they brought Derek Barnett back on a two-year deal. I thought his days were done here in Philadelphia. Um, but that's a part of this youth movement. They haven't just completely given up on him yet. I think Barnett is, is in a similar boat as Brandon Graham was. You know, while people on the outside looking in may have given up on, on, on Derek Barnett, there's something uh, within the structure of that organization that they see in a Derek Barnett that they're not willing to give up on him yet, you know, uh, and, and giving him a second chance, so to speak. Um, I know they're looking at DNs, uh, and rightfully so. Um, I, I don't know how seriously they're looking at the linebacker situation. We've known for years how they've neglected that position. They go out and get a Hassan Reddick. I've said this time and time again. A lot of times Howie does a better job bringing in somebody else's player more so than he does in drafting yep. uh, a future, you know, uh, stabilizing cog for whatever entity he needs on this team. So, you know, they may they, they, they may pick up another linebacker, but it, it, I don't believe it'll be in the first round. I still believe that they're going to, from what, from what I've intel I've gathered, is that they're looking at DN and cornerback as their primary now, if one of those top receivers gets is still on their board, you you know you'd be stupid not to consider him. If he's the big body, you can't bring in another smallish type receiver. No, they have another. They have enough smallish type receivers. You know, no, no, the column what you usually used to call them. What Smurf? Smurf. <laughs> yeah, you can't bring in another Smurf. You got to get a bigger body. You got to get you've got to get a receiver in here with has a wingspan like a California Condor. Right, Somebody right. Can go up and win those 50-50 balls. You know, but getting back to what Barrett was talking about, Jermaine Johnson is one who continuously has stood out to me on that board. You know, he really elevated the stat. He kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit through the season, um, you know, at Florida State because Florida State didn't have a, a great year this year. Right. But he goes to the Senior Bowl and turns a lot of heads at the Senior Bowl, then the Combine. So, like Barrett said, he's climbing up the board. And I love his long athletic build, his ability, his sideline to sideline. Anytime you look at an edge rusher, I don't just want to look at how he can go straight ahead. How can he shed a block and get sideline to sideline as well? And Jermaine Johnson is one of the best among a group in terms of getting sideline to sideline, tracking ball carriers down. So don't don't omit that name from the list as a potential Philadelphia Eagle. Um, this kid has a lot of potential. Not close to being a finished product yet, mm-hmm. but he's the type of kid now that has enough moves, enough stamina, enough strength, and agility to come right in and give you immediate help. Well, guys, let me ask you this, though. You know, we all know how he wants to be the smartest guy in the room. And potentially Malik Willis and or uh, Pickett Pickett will be right around. They'll be right around that. One of those guys Mm -hmm. will be right around that draft pick of 15. Yeah. Do you think is that just something that the temptation of, of, of having a quarterback right there? Is that too much of a temptation? 
for Howie to pass up? I I felt all along, guys, and tell me if you disagree, that they like but don't love Jalen Hurts. Like, they're dating, but they're not ready to give him a ring. Right, you know what I mean? right, 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 and right, they, right. And he's got a great personality. Like, where have we heard that? You know what I mean? So right. there, 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 there's <laughs> Friend a zone. Of, Friend yeah, zone. There's, yeah, there's a lot of intangibles to like, but I just don't – this is just – this isn't even me. This is me sort of projecting how I think they feel. I don't think they're fully in, which – Means I I don't discount it out of hand, Barrett, that they would. But if you're asking me right now, I don't think they use one of the first rounders on a quarterback. I just don't. I think they're doing their due diligence. They had Corral in. They've had Pickett. Like they they've you know certainly done their homework on Willis as well. I just don't see it. But the one thing I will say is the caveat is you never know with the Eagles. Never. They have to. They have to be all in right now in Jalen Hurts. You have to justify taking him in the second round when when your so called franchise quarterback Carson Wentz was still in his prime. He was still being considered the franchise quarterback at the time, and shocked it's just shocked people that they would take that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden Carson is gone, and this guy this kid takes over. You can't give up on him just yet. Now, this may be his year to fail or flop. We're gonna find out. This may be his only year to fail or flop with the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think they're all in on Jalen Hurts for 2022. And I think that's part of the reason why Howie positioned himself to have high draft picks in 2023 as well. Supposedly the quarterback crop in 23 is supposed to be better than it is in 22. Um, Malik Willis is such an intriguing entity. You know, his name has been all over the place ever since the combine started about this kid, you know, what is he? Is he the next Lamar Jackson? Is he the next uh, Russell Wilson? Is he the next, you know, Michael Vick? What is he? You know, and and we're going to find out because somebody's going to bite and take this young man in the first round. Amen. Um, I don't think, though, it will be the Philadelphia Eagles. I would be shocked if the Eagles took a quarterback. You know, this is a team that rebounded after they had changed their style of play, finished with the winning record and got to the playoffs. They, and when you look at their schedule this year, you look at the home games they have, this is a team that could win 10, 11 games this year. Now, I don't know if that's going to get them deep into the playoffs, but I do believe they could win potentially 10, 11 games with the schedule they have in 2022. And give Jalen Hurts another year of experience in Nick Sirianni's system and in a playoff scenario as well. Now, after 2022 is going to be a defining moment for Jalen Hurts in terms of whether he's going to be a Philadelphia Eagle or not beyond that. Mm-hmm. But they have so many other glaring needs they need to address right now. You, you, we've seen it. You can build around a, uh, a – I don't want to say mediocre, and I don't want to label Jalen Hurts as a mediocre quarterback, but he's not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. But you can build around a quarterback that's still growing – and win despite the quarterback's play. And and I think that's what the Eagles are going to try to do right now, build around the quarterback they have in camp. They've all come out, that from the CEO to the GM to the head coach, they've all come out this offseason and said in unison, they are committed to Jalen Hurts in 2022. No bones about that. So now you're all in on your quarterback. What can we do to make the quarterback better as an individual and make the team better around him that's their MO right now. All right. Let's take a quick time out. We'll come back. We'll switch gears back. We'll get to the Eagles a little bit later in the show, tail end. But we'll get, we switch gears back to the Sixers. 
because we're going to be joined when we come back by former Sixer, now Sixers analyst for NBC Sports Philadelphia Studio Analyst, Temple Zone, Mark Jackson. He's D-Gun. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. You are listening and watching Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Sports Take, hour number three. Welcome on back, everybody. I am Rob Ellis, along with Dirk Gunn and Barrett Brooks. Sixers take care of business last night, 112-97. I thought this was going to be a tighter one, guys. But the Sixers, after that initial punch, took it and then came back with a combo of their own. Joining us now, does a phenomenal job with their studio coverage. And, and as I mentioned before, we took time out. I thought he did a great job when he jumped in doing color on Absolutely. the broadcast themselves. He is Temple made North Philly's own Roman Catholic, the one and only Mark Jackson. What's happening, Mark? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Good, you man. <laughs> doing there good, go. Mark. Doing good, man. Let me there ask you: go. Are are you surprised by anything you've seen so far in this series through two games? 
I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I, I said on air and I told Coach uh, Lynam and Amy, I said, uh, I know everybody's talk about, everyone's talk about James Harden. Can he give us the old James Harden to do that? I said, we don't need that James Harden. We don't need Houston James Harden. We just need a good player who can give us. We need scoring. We need facilitating. He can give us to us. But I said, Maxie's going to make himself a star mm. in this playoff. And so far, I have been proven right. Hey, hey, Mark, how do you explain the fact that when you look at the four regular season games, these two teams played against each other, the, all four games were decided by six points or less. But then all of a sudden in the playoffs, the Sixers ha have been smoking this team. The difference between the two has been night and day. How, how, how did they turn the light switch on from regular season to the playoffs and, and, and dominate Toronto the way they've been dominating that's a great question. And can I, can I be openly – let me just say this. I never understood that when it came to – I never understood how it could be exactly how you said it, how a team could be playing back and forth, a team could dominate a team. But yeah. then when a the playoff comes, it's like they, they put you back in your place. And I think the 76ers did get complacent throughout the year, mm. the years. I thought they weren't quite gelled. They didn't know exactly how they wanted to play yet. People trying to figure it out. But and people are like, well, let's try this, let's try that. When the playoff comes, like, yo, no, we are we tried, we know it works. We're gonna go this route, and we're gonna stay this course. Yeah. And I think that's one thing. One thing you notice is the pace has been off the chain. I've been preaching, we can't have James Harden walking the ball up the floor. That does not help Maxi. That does not help uh, Matisse Thibel. And you've seen both games. They outlet nothing to Maxi. He's going four court. They have nothing. They swing it back. They back it to these sets. They didn't do that with the other games in the whole consistently during the regular season when they had James Harden. But the first two games, they've doing that consistently. And then also, I just think, and then the, the stakes are higher. And I think Maxie is so built for this situation. Maxie wants to show everybody he's not a normal player. Yep. He is a superstar, and he's taking this personally. Well, you know what, man? I mean, I, I listened to you last night. And last night you said it again. You said, um, you, you said we just said I, I'm not, I'm not surprised with even how Green played. That that, that threw me for a loop because I'm I'm shocked. I thought I was dealing with fool's gold from what I saw with Green. <laughs> I didn't think I don't I don't think I don't think that that's a, I'm gonna see that. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you were saying that you know, all right, they turned the key on, they turned the ignition on. Now they're driving. So I mean, I I, I get it. You, you know, you you put Maxi at the one, Harden at the two, and let's ride out. You know. Is that a formula that can that not just with this, you know, Toronto team, but can they use this formula going forward? So let, let's let's just call it the way I see it. And I, I my grandmother used to say, I don't know everything, I just know everything. Right. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> my grandmother used to hit me that. What you mean, Nana? She'd be like, well, let me tell you like this. And this is what I see. I see. I see the way this team – it's only a few teams that – and I said this, and I said this on air maybe a month ago after we had Kai James Harden when we started to lose some games. And Coach Lennon, I don't forget it like it was yesterday. Coach Lennon kind of looked at me funny. And he said, I said, I only fear three teams in a seven-game series. Mm -hmm. And I said, two of them are on the West Coast. And Coach Lennon looked at me. because, And I said, first of all, KD is KD. Like, K – you could put Katie out there and my mama, and it's hard for me to bet against <laughs> KD. Like, it is. But I'll tell you this. And my mother's a hell of a pick-and-pop shooter, by the way. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, but 
teams I truly fear is I truly fear in the seven game series. I fear the Phoenix Suns. I think they're a complete team. Yeah, I fear the Golden State Warriors because yeah. I think Draymond Green, believe it or not, will give you all some problems. I really do feel that strongly. And on the East Coast, I told Coach, I said, Coach, the only team I truly fear on the East Coast is the Nets. And he looked at me like I was crazy. I said, I don't fear Miami. I don't fear Milwaukee. I don't fear those guys. Yeah. And I said, even though I fear the Nets a little bit, I'm man enough to say when I fear something. But, like, I don't think in a seven-game series the Nets can beat us, but I think they give us the hardest battle. And Coach looked at me like, I said, Coach, I'm telling you, that's I, I how I feel. This team, now, let's, let me go back to the Danny Green thing. Danny Green this year has been more of a decoy, meaning he hasn't been a Danny Green of old. But everybody knows who Danny Green's been for 10 years. Like, you can't leave him. But this year, like, oh, you can leave him. But I knew when the playoffs come, he knew the stakes is high. He's been there. He's a three-time champion. He's been here before. He's like, I know he went for being a decoy, so meaning you can't leave him because, you know, eventually he's going to make those shots. And last night, he made those shots. Right. The shots you expect him to make when the stakes are high. Right. So, that's what I meant by I wasn't surprised. And, and he, you know, what I'm thinking about Danny Green, shooters shoot. I missed two, three shots in a row. I'm going to shoot that fourth and fifth. I don't care if I go over three for four. And that's what he does. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what he does. I love it. Mark, I asked these guys the question earlier, and I want to tie it into you as someone who, who was a big who played at the highest level. I asked these guys if we take Joel Embiid for granted, but I'm going to ask it a little bit different to you. The skill okay. set that we see with the ability to shoot it from the outside, he's now incorporated the, you know, the, the, the Hakeem Olajuwon stuff, the dream shake stuff. <laughs> he's got the up and under. And now he's in the kind of condition where he can play bully ball deep into the season. I mean, the guy's game is unreal. How difficult is it to have that kind of skill set across the board that he has and handle, by the way? Speaking as someone who played you know, that position, maybe not quite as tall, but close. You know what's funny? So the head of security for the Wells Fargo name is Mr. Jim. Mr. Jim's been there since they opened the building. Uh, you know, I tell, a, I tell a very detailed story to a lot of people, and it's, it's on the same topic, so forgive me. I tell a lot of people on, on, about this story when I knew how I impacted people when I made it to the NBA. It's not when I played with Golden State, not when I played for Minnesota, but it's when I got to the Sixers. And before the game, I'm shooting – and I'm looking at all the security just standing around, like, looking at me. And I'm shooting, I'm shooting. And I eventually walk over to them, and they all was crying. They all had tears in there. I'm like, what was wrong? I'm like, we're all from Philadelphia, Mark. We seen where you came from. We seen you as a little kid. And to see you out there wearing a uniform is like we all made it. Mm. And that hurt me. That hit me deep. Man. I was like, wow, okay. Now, I'm saying that, I say, so Mr. Jim, who's head of security, said the building opened and was at the spectrum before that. He looked at me one day, like, in the beginning, he said, Mark, how would you have guarded Joel Embiid? I said, unfortunately, my North Philly would have to come out on me. I would have to meet him in the parking garage and beat him up when he got the court. Because when I watched Joel do what he does, I don't know how I would have guarded him. I really don't. And, and, and I wasn't a great defender, but I was a pretty darn good defender. And I always guarded the other team's best score, whether it's a four-man or the five-man. And I look at Joel sometimes, like, how would I guard this big dude? Like, because he's massive. He's about the same height as, as Shaq. And in Shaq's prime, Joel and Shaq probably weighed similar amount of weight. And I'm watching his footwork. 
it's like I knew, and when I and I love playing against Shaq because every time I played against history, I knew Shaq was going down as one of the greatest of all time. But like when I seen Shaq, I knew what Shaq, I knew what mood Shaq was in before he got the ball. I knew if he's gonna pass it out or if he's gonna try to attack me, because just that's how Shaq was. But I look at Joel and B with that kind of power. When I look at Shaq with like the first step quickness of an underrated guy named Amari Stoudemire, who mm-hmm. to me, when I played in the NBA, his face-up game was so hard to guard because his first step was incredible. Yep. That's who he is like. His first step's incredible. His power is bully ball style. His moves and his finesse and his 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 the way he moves is unheard of. And I go out to the West Coast, and I got a good buddy who's a beat writer for the Utah Jazz, also who writes for the Athletic. And we 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 talk about we share stories about him versus he see Jokic when he sees him B. I see him B when I see Jokic, and I said they both are great. But I said, I think I have a, an easier time guarding Jokic than I will Jabal B. I just don't know how you guard a specimen like this. Mm-hmm. He's the biggest, baddest man. And I'm big into to Greek, Greek mythology and stuff like that. He's like, he's the gladiator. Mm-hmm. He's the one that the, the people come to the Rome Stadium to watch. <laughs> he's the biggest, baddest man. The only way you stop him is if not, he, you can't bring on one gladiator. You got to bring three and four of and some lions and tigers. To try to slow him down. <laughs> mm. I think that's the difference, man. When you when you talk about Jokic and, and, and Embiid, Embiid is the unstoppable force. Now everybody's saying, you know, KD is the best player on the planet right now. I get that. You know, what I'm saying we're talking about this guy's six foot shoot threes and everything else. But there's one guy that you just cannot stop, and that's Embiid, unless he wants to be stopped. And that's why I see Embiid. So I mean, to me, it's not a question, you know, of, of who won the the you know, MVP. I think Embiid has won it. He's showed it. And in all actuality, I think Jokic, this will be his last series right here. They're not going to make it out that series. But I truly think that Embiid has a legitimate shot of not only making it past this series, but going on to the next one and making it past that series. I agree with you. I agree with you. Look, man, Jokic is a bad man, man. He's a bad dude. And I love my big dudes. Especially my big body dudes. So, so I look at Jokic. Jokic, Jokic is so smooth, and him and Joel redefine the game. Him, Joel, and Giannis, Giannis is really—they're just different, different people. But I look at this and I say, we when you used to see the shirts that Cleveland, the Nike made for Cleveland when LeBron first came out, we're bearing witness, and we see that those shirts was right because LeBron has been like something we've uh, we've never seen before. I look at Joel and B like we've never seen this before. Like he the thing that separates okay the thing that separates Joel from Jokic is Joel's intensity on the defensive end. Yep. He plays just as hard defensively as he does offensively. Yep. And we do breakdowns of his defense and it's just like you know this is not a 6'6 guard doing this, right? This is a massive individual doing this. Did anybody understand that? We just got so used to looking at you all do these things that we've come numb to them. But you talk to the people in the West Coast that see him rarely, and they look like, dog, that guy's not human. He's not human. He really isn't. And it's just, it's just remarkable to see him and see what he's doing, and it's, and he's wearing a Sixers uniform. 
He's not wearing a Laker uniform. He's not. He's wearing a Sixers uniform. I mean, we have to cherish this moment and just, just make sure we give props and credit wisdom. Hey, Mark, uh, there's no question that B put this team on his back this season and got together at this point. But I think this team is sending a message early in the playoffs to all potential opponents that we're not just one-dimensional. I mean, when you look at this team, they're shooting 50% from three-point. You've got scoring coming from everywhere. The game last night, all five players in double digits. Um, teams are going to have to realize you can't just double down and triple down on Joel and expect to have success. You're going to have to play that perimeter a lot better because right now, hopefully <laughs> it stays the same, but right now these guys are knocking down their shots from beyond the arc. Absolutely. And if you go back to the pre before the playoffs, they were starting to find a rhythm, getting a lot of threes off, yep. reaching a season high points per game. Like yep. they were starting to find their rhythm. And I'm like, Y'all in trouble because people, listen, people can say, oh, this team has this, this team has that. But one thing they can't say is not many teams that has Miami Heat's one of them, I will say this, they have four legitimate players, Joel, James, Maxi, Tobias. Mm-hmm. That's a incredible four guys that can really put up buckets. Like you, you can't slow down. You can't – a lot of teams say, oh, we slow these two guys down, we got a chance. Okay, which two guys are you going to slow down for the Sixers? Like, you can say, oh, we slow down Joel and James, we got a chance, we good. But Tobias is playing very well. Maxie's playing very well. So now the emphasis will start going towards Maxie. Now you're unleashing James Harden. So you see how that dynamic goes? Like, the message is being sent. You have to find a way to beat us. You have to dig deep because we're kind of crossing off all the spaces, the opportunities you thought you had to beat us by the level of talent we have. And Mm. every superstar in basketball is only as good as the parts around them. Mm. Well, what made Harris do that? What made Harris get – what what clicked in Harris's head that, all right, I didn't BS the entire season – now I'm going to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I didn't. I, oh, I've sat back and watched the game. In fact, I told these guys, Paris should have came over and sat down with me in the Wells Fargo and had popcorn <laughs> with me for the entire season. Now he's out there playing and not watching. You know what's the difference? What made it click for him going into this playoffs? You know, I just think style. Of, I'm a big fan for the Sixers. I think Sixers are good. I think Sixers are, have have a good and an evil. And every now and then that evil pops his head out, and that's pace. We have that much scoring on the floor. You need pace. Pace is your friend. When they start getting that bogged down style, pounding the rock, one guy dominating the ball, whether it's James Harden, whether it's Maxi, whether it's Embiid. Because, man, we've seen Embiid go for 40, and he's, like, getting every time doing anything, and everybody else is standing around watching, and they lose the game. Because it slows down the amount of touches they have on the offensive end, the amount of pace. But now yeah. every – you know, they were up and down getting it going. Everybody's touching the ball. Everybody eats. When the pace is high, everybody eats. When that pace is slow, it's only going through one or two people. And no matter what percentage they're shooting, if you're standing around too long and not involved, you get cold. And it's hard to come out of that. So when that pace is going – 
everyone is contributing, everyone's getting an opportunity, and everyone is able to stay warm and stay in the flow of the game. Mm -hmm. And then something else we haven't talked about is people say, oh, why, why are we playing so good too? Is we limited the amount of minutes our bench guys have to play. Mm. Our main guys' minutes are going up four and five minutes a game. So instead of we got to worry about uh, other guys playing 20 minutes a game, we're going to worry about them playing 10 minutes a game or eight minutes a game. So then we're able to keep our best unit on the floor. And one thing that this Sixers have, when they bring George Niang off on the court, they have more shooting. When they bring Shake Milton on the court, they have another guy that can create for himself. When we bring B-Ball Paul in, in there, who's able to give us fresh legs, energy. He's giving us that young energy. You know what I mean? Like, like all us want is men. We want that young energy forever. <laughs> and he's giving them that. So they, this team is going to be hard to beat. So on, I, I, and I'm going to tell you this. Unless the NBA in the middle of the playoffs decide to change rules and make the shot clock a 45-second shot clock where teams can walk the ball up the court, pass it 20 times, run UCLA cuts and stuff like that <laughs> to really slow down this Sixers offense, as long as we're able to run – and people say, oh, you got to get defensive stops to get runs. No, you don't. You can run on made shots. As soon as that ball comes in the net, out, let it, we running. It still creates pace. And this Sixers have enough depth in, in their starting five that they can continue to do that because they have enough options offensively. Mark, let, let's talk about the approach here from Nick Nurse because it, okay. you know, it, it, he's borderline embarrassing himself at this point with the amount of crying that he's doing. But it, it's yeah. – there's a reason, right? There's always an agenda behind it. Yes, he wants to get calls, but he also knows his guys aren't good enough, man. So he's trying anything. He's pulling anything out of his hat. What's your sense of the way this thing's going down and Embiid kind of getting after him a little bit last night with, with the way nurses approach this thing? Here's my thing. Do you really think Joel said, tell him to stop being like, are you really think he told him that though? Like, do you really think Joel said, hey, man, coach, stop, stop being, coach, stop being. Just, let's go play like this. You're going to follow me. Like, I really want, I really wish. I was there to hear that. <laughs> and I'm trying to find out which security guard is behind the bench so I go see him um, tomorrow. Oh, it's like, yo, was he, was he, like, I... Nick Nurse is trying to do it, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse knows he has no answer for Joel. Yeah. Matter of fact, nobody in the NBA got an answer for Joel. But he knows with that front court and the way they decided to play with that just small, sm small ball type of thing, he has no answer. Even with a double team, there's guys that are not big enough. Even when you double team them, you're still following him because he's so powerful. So I, I really believe that he's just begging for help from officials because that's the only hope he has to slow down Joel Embiid. But while he's worried about Joel Embiid, he's forgetting about Maxi and Tobias. You know, what do you – like, you got to pick your poison. Now, I understand what he's doing. Coach Jimmy Lino called it posturing to the referees. I understand what he's doing. But Joel is not – how can I say this in a general way? He's not a big, dumb brute. Right. He yes. uses his mind the way he plays the game. Yep. So he knows right. you're trying to get easy fouls on him. Right. So he's trying not to give you them easy fouls. Mm -hmm. We know, we all know. We all been in this sports world for years. We see a big, talented, massive individual that's not too bright upstairs in any sport. And that's the kind of – player that Nick Nurse could have manipulated with the referees to get the foul. But Joel's like, come on, man. I'm not going to do nothing stupid. I'm not going to blatantly run a guy over that I know he's going to give me an offensive foul. I'm too agile. I'm too smart. My basketball savvy's here. I'm better than that. And that's what makes Nick Nurse look bad. He's like, 
damn, it ain't working on this guy. What I do now? <laughs> but what I will say this, I think Nick Nurse, he hasn't did it much, which I'm very surprised. Nick Nurse has not went to his all-out zone defense. I really thought when he had uh, Scotty Barnes out, uh, Tobias, and I seen to uh, not Tobias, Thad Young's thumb mm-hmm. when it popped out the first game. I seen it live. I was like, oh, I had that. Ugh. So when I seen his guy, I say Gary Trent Jr. maybe questionable, and I said why? They said he has uh, illness, non-COVID related. First of all, I was teammate with Gary Trent's father, and I don't unless his legs are amputated, he's going to play. Because his dad will fly in there and whoop his butt to make sure he got out there. <laughs> so when I, was like, I said, oh, I said, oh, he playing. Like, what you mean? It's my sick. That's Gary Tritt's son. He playing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really, I'm really surprised Nick Nurse didn't go to 48 minutes of zone. Because I've seen him do it. Because the difference between what Nick Nurse does and what the Miami Heat does is Miami Heat will play one kind of zone. But Nick Nurse, he's almost like John Chaney. You come down the court, they play a 2-3 zone. You come to the court, you play a 1-3-1. You come to the court, you play a 3-2. You come to, it's a box of one. I've seen them do that. And people say, well, them zones, what makes them so special? It's not the fact that they're zoned, but when you keep switching it up, as offense, you have to stop and look how you're going to attack it, and that just brings down the shot clock by 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Now you're throwing up a fast shot. I'm really surprised Dick Nurse hasn't did that. I wouldn't be surprised if he does that in Canada. I don't hey, know. Mark- I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because they're hitting threes. They couldn't do it because, you know, Green is hitting threes. Tobias is hitting threes. And that'll get you out that zone real quick. So I, I think the production of those guys has helped everybody out, you know, you know, help, help them beat out because they're hitting from the outside. Absolutely. That's a good point. Hey, Mark, how impressed are you yeah. with the way Maxi uses the glass? When you consider the speed in which he plays, I've said it before on a number of platforms. I think he has one of the best soft touches off the glass of any any guard in the game today. When you're trying to weave your way through the trees and you you play as with the quickness and the explosiveness that he plays with, and I don't care what angle he's at, he the way he uses the glass with that soft touch is unbelievable, man. It is. It is, man. It- not just the glass, but the way he gets in it. He said, long as I can get up in the air, I'll figure it out. Like, his ability to, to get down and the speed he goes. and he, the, the way he absorbs contact. Yeah. He doesn't want a free shot. He wants to make contact and then re, while he's in the air, okay, how are you going to guard me? Okay, you're going to do that? So I'm going to go here. Okay, I'm going to go here. Okay, I'm going to go here. Like, the way he uses the glass on those floaters, but the way he jumps in the air and he maneuvers and manipulates yeah. his body to get off, like, to me, it's like, this guy is like, it's just unique. His talent, his talent is very unique to watch. But I want us all to remember, we're only getting a chance to see this talent because our all-star point guard didn't want to play for us. Mm. <laughs> Think about that. Think about how deep that is. Think about how deep that is. We're only seeing this because Ben Simmons didn't want to play. If Ben played, we would have seen none of this. Wow. None of it. That's a good point. Think about that. Think about the magnitude of that. Like, and to see what we're seeing at first, like, oh, he can't keep this up. Oh, he'll slow down. Oh, he hit that wall, that that second-year player wall. Oh, James Harden here. He's going to go to the track. Oh, he got to bring him off the bench now James Harden here. Like, oh, he can't shoot like that again. 
oh, he can't maintain that three-point percentage. Oh, he can't keep finishing like that. Oh, 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 he can't keep going to the rim like that. At what point do we just shut up like, damn, this kid's good. Yeah. Period. Like, what? Like that's what I'm at now. I'm like, my only thing is, like, can him and James play together? Yeah. We have a major sample size to say, yes, they can. So all I sit back and say is, man, Six better open up and play that checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Barrett money. He's about to get paid. That's for sure. Yeah, bro. Yeah, hey, Mark, you were read my mind, man, because I was going to go over to, to Brooklyn for a second here, and that, that's going to be just a flat-out just fist fight, man, between the Celtics and the Nets. Yeah. You think it's a wise move for Brooklyn to try to insert Simmons mid-series here at, like, game four or five? I, it seems to me a really – difficult guy to acclimate to begin with because of the way he plays. Okay. And you're just going to throw him into this, you know, like blender. It's like dropping a piece of fruit into a blender, man. And all this, she's going 90 miles an hour. Is that the right move for Brooklyn? You think? I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be very correct. When I speak, when we refer to Ben Simmons, um, don't <laughs> don't do it. Say what you feel. Uh, Say what you feel. We man. don't have any FCC rules here, I man. Was a member, I was a member of the Bellevue Health Club, and I got it. That's his father's trainer. I got to know his father really well. Incredible human being. And I have three sons that hopefully be playing at this level one day. I'm like, uh, so Ben has issues mentally. I'm not saying it's mental, whatever it is. I'm not judging him, whatever that is. But, like, if you are injured, if your back is hurt, and I have degenerate disc disease in two spots on my back. So I'm very sensitive when it comes to back problems when I see athletes. And I've learned and I play through back stuff that cost me later on down the line. Ben is a young, healthy guy. But there's no way in the world he can get that healthy to be able to contribute at an NBA level in a playoff game this soon. Mm. So that, to me, I see is more then, yes, Ben can help us because he's an all-star player and he's another talent. You need talent to win. But, like, you put Ben out there, I think some of it has to do with the pressure of seeing how the Sixers are rolling with James Harden. And they want to make it look like they trade, worked in their favor. And I also think, I also believe, Y'all said you said not y'all, but they, the media said that that they. I want y'all to think about this. It's very deep. Think about once that trade was made. Ben never shot around on the court before a game, ever, during this since after that trade. He'd be out there passing everybody, having a appearance, never do nothing. Then they come out with a conference. Ben Simmons is done for the season. The next day, he's on the court shooting before the game. He never did that before. Mm. Think about the mind games and the political things that's going on there. You said before that he's never shot on the court before the game, ever. Ever. Then the day y'all say he's done for the season, the very next day he's out there shooting on the court, then two days after that, it's a possibility he can come back game four or five. But you just said five days ago he's done for the season. So then it's trying to find any reason, anything to make it seem like a big positive that they acquired Ben Simmons. But where are you going to play Ben Simmons with Kyrie and KD? Mm. Oh, tell me we're not losing, Mark. No, exactly. Not, not, not right there, man. No. Not right there. Oh, no. Xander, see if we can get him straightened out, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to 
Well, I think we'll get Mark back up. He was on fire, man. That, no, wow. uh, that was – oh, we got him back. All right, is. Mark, if you can hear okay. us, we got you back. You you were in mid. Okay. What do you do with him right – you know, yeah. Go ahead. So, like, here's the difference. Chihuahua B is a nice dude. He's not from America. He's not – and I'm not saying that's why he's a nice guy, but he's a nice dude. So Ben Simmons didn't want to shoot. He knew what that did to him, and it, it, it limited his ability. It limited Joel spacing to create for himself and others. Kyrie and KD, not that nice. Mm. You get out there, you don't shoot that damn ball when you open. You get out there, you shoot that ball when you open. It's going to be some words being said. Yep. And Joel, I feel, I feel as though Joel's a big teddy bear. Joel reminds me of my... So I have a son named Shane. He's 11 years old. He's like 5'10", 130 pounds. He's a huge dude. Yeah, that's my dude, man. But he's man. the nicest. You need to have him over there with me. You exactly. need to have him with me. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's the nicest guy in the world. That's who Joel is. Joel is a big teddy bear. But then I got my middle son, Sammy, who's 6'2". He's 14 years old. He's a string bean. And he's a prick. Right. <laughs> when you when, – like. Yo, yo, why, why you shoot the ball? He's gonna come at you. He's like, why you shoot the ball? That's KD. Mm-hmm. KD is not Joel. You don't shoot that ball, which means when you open and it cost us something, and it's not hindered my ability to do something. KD's gonna say something to you. He might say it probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, <laughs> technology. What are you doing to me? No. Oh, oh my God. Not again. Oh. Boy, That's, he's absolutely uh, right, man. Hey, let me pick up. On, I love the fact that what he just said about his son. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> what, the, I people seem to think that you throw Ben out there with those guys, they're going to take all the shots, and you can hide Ben. You can't hide anybody on on a court, on a field, on ice. Nope. It, the ball always finds you, man. All right, we got Mark back up. I don't want to step on Mark. Go ahead, Mark. No, but what you said is right. The ball will find you. you know why? Because the defense going to make sure it finds you. That's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> it's going to make sure you find you. So here are the facts about Ben Simmons. What makes Ben Simmons so special? When he's on the ball, he's a legit six foot ten, a legit two hundred and forty five pounds, like five percent body fat. He pushes that ball full quick. It's not many people that can stay in front of him. That's the fact. So he's a one man fast break, right? When he's not on the ball, he's not catching lobs. He's not doing that kind of stuff. So, like, where do you hide him? KD and and Kyrie or ball-dominant ISO players, which means he's not going to be able to do those things that made him special for the Brooklyn Nets. And I had a theory, and I told Amy for doing Jimmy Lyon this. I said, they're going to play Ben Simmons a lot at the five. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I said, they're going to play him at the five. They're going to have Kyrie, KD, Steph Curry, whoever else, and they have Ben Simmons at the five. Mm. That's going to be his role there. He's not going to be – unless he has a, a, a rebound, push, finish, right. he's going to be off the ball a lot. And that's not his specialty. That will hinder his ability to give you everything he has. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the Brooklyn Nets are in trouble. If they wheel them out there or not, they're trying to re- uh, exhaust all the options. But them rolling Ben Simmons out there is not going to help them. It's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt his psyche because he gets so sensitive about his play. And when things, when he gets in the game and things don't work out the way it's supposed to, it's going to sour everything going in the future. So they don't want to put him out there right now because it'll sour for the future. They don't know how to play him right now. They don't want to get his mind all messed up going into the future. There is something wrong with 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 him 
mentally. You know, saying that everybody thought he was playing and you know he was faking it. No, he's not faking that, bro. What you saw is not fake. That's definitely something that's wrong, or definitely something that's not right. Well, not wrong, but not right with him mentally. But for him to go there, you're right, Katie. I didn't been with playing. I played with selfish guys. I played with Ricky Waters and Charlie Garner, two of the most selfish guys in the world. Why? Because they're running backs. Running backs want the ball. They can't have two balls out there at the same time. That's why Ricky and, and Charlie never played together at the same time on the field because they feel as though when they're on the field, they should get the ball. It's going to be the same thing up there. Kyrie and, 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 and you know, KD, those guys two together, as soon as something go wrong and he messes it up, like he wouldn't have been able to come back after that last playoff game uh, with, 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 with Atlanta. Can you imagine him trying to come back and saying, um, I, uh, uh, I thought he was going to block my – do you believe – man, they will eat him alive, alive, and spit him out. So you're right, man. I never thought about it in that aspect, man. The sport – sports are just one of those things that it brings people together, but it could be – it could drive a wedge between people also, man. It could definitely Absolutely, be man. And that's no – and what I'm saying is not a knock on KD or Kyrie. It's like you swap – you're a max player. Like, shoot the ball. Like, you can't have those brain farts. And KD, and KD's a hooper. That's why I love KD, man. KD's a hooper, man. He's not in all them politics. He's like, man, I just want to play. Just put me, let me put me in 40. I just want to play basketball. That's what KD is. And on a, I, I grew up in a schoolyard. Unfortunately, my kids can't go to schoolyard. It's too damn dangerous. But I grew up in a yeah. schoolyard. And in the schoolyard, yo, you, yo, you got to shoot the ball, son. Like, right. you get on him. <laughs> like, when they do that to Ben – what is Ben going to do? <laughs> but like, I ain't shot the ball in five years. You want me to shoot it now? No, not happening, bro. Like, no. Yeah, like, it, in, front of, in front of 20,000 people? No. <laughs> See, but, but, but here, here's what I think Brooklyn is trying to do. They've got to get something out of a Ben Simmons to justify making that move to bring him there. To the point it's going to hurt them more than it helps them. We see this time and time again, in not just basketball, but in all sports. When you make a trade of that magnitude and you give up a lot to get what you think is going to be more beneficial to your team, you try to force feed it in there. And in this case, you look at what, what Brooklyn did to get to the playoffs. And I, I wouldn't mess with that chemistry right now. Hey, Ben, we're happy to have you here. You know what? You just rehab for the rest of the year. You know, you make you know make what little money you're gonna make for the rest of the year, but but I think to to Brooklyn's detriment, they're gonna force feed that kid in there and it's gonna mess up the entire chemistry and everything that they've had to get to this point. Thank you, I appreciate it. You said it. That's yeah. what I meant by the political thing. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. they want to make they see James and, and the Sixers rolling like this, yep. and people are like yo, and we got this dude. Like, yep. I, this dude ain't playing. Like, mm-hmm. it is start the way, and you know, we know this, guys. Yep. Teams. Teams make bad trades to yes. get guys, and they end up signing them the big deals that they shouldn't get. But they know if they don't force this guy to be successful and make the management look like they yes. made a mistake. And that's when the managements are out of there. So, like like you said, they're going to force feed him in there, and he's not ready health-wise. No. He may not be ready mentally. And that chemistry is – and I think – I don't know about y'all, but everybody everybody's picking Boston when they're – it's just hard for me to fan them picking picking them over KD. Yeah. Like, like I I think Boston's going to win. I mean, I think the Nets are going to win that series. That's just me. Mm-hmm. You won a lap by a last second shot on your home court. Yep. And you celebrating? 
no, nah, that's not good. Like for me, and I think you rolling Ben out there is not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's gonna be fascinating. Mark, that epic man, epic segment man, here. Thank you, bro. Uh, we really do appreciate yeah. it. Keep up, keep up the great work, Gunner. Go ahead. Yeah, can we get you back on sometime, Mark? You know, between now. And I'm here, week? brothers. I appreciate I'm it. Here, yeah. but I can't I'm wait here. to see whenever y'all want me. I'm here. I, I can't wait to see man. you on another. Uh, I can't wait to see you on another broadcast, man. You did a yeah, man. Job. Color analyst, man. Yeah, really, really oh, enjoyed yeah. it, man. Yeah, when you hopped in and, and did did color analyst for the game, it was it was on point, man. So Ooh. so Mark, keep keep it up. We're looking forward to tomorrow night. Yourself, Amy, and the coach Jimmy Lineham on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Have a good one, guys. Take All care, right, guys. Take care. All right. So yeah, that was that was man. Hey, we got a lot there. <laughs> We've right, had a day. Right. We've had a day, fellas. Yeah, All right. And, and we're I not done yet. No, we're not done yet. All right, let, let's hit a quick one here, and we'll come back. We'll we'll put a bow on it. We'll get back to the draft. Sixers. Everything's on the table, man. You are watching Sports Take and listening to Sports Take with D Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Oh no, he's got a pay. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you throwing down now, Gunner? Payday, brother. Had to okay. break out the payday. Yes, I like it. I, well, hey, whatever keeps you, whatever fuel keeps you going. We got one more segment to go here. We've had a fun day so far. We've had Brandon Graham. And again, I, I, I tell people this all the time. The beauty of our format here is if you miss something, it's not like, oh man, I sucks. I missed it. You can always go back and watch, man. You can always go back and watch Sports Take. Just go to YouTube.com, do a search for Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B, boom, it's right there. So we had, so far today, Brandon Graham, Trent Cole, Mark Jackson, all brought it and brought it strong, man. That's for sure. No hey, question, man. man. Hey, look, my, 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 I got I to gotta ban my wife. My wife texted me, hey, look, man, you sound like you're slowing down a little bit. Come on, Grandpa. Oh. I'm like, what? Ouch. She's, Ouch. At, she's at work. I'm like, oh. Hey, Trish, Trish is on fire the last two Mate, days. Don't, I don't tell you how to do your job. Don't tell me how to do mine. Wow. <laughs> hey, you do tell her how to do her job. No, I don't. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Barrett secretly texted her and said, "Yo, come on, get get him going. <laughs> we, we need no, some no, more no, out. I want, I want oh. to get back. I want to get back to Mama Brooks. I want to find out. No, more but no, we, we're right. watching Barrett. the stream right now. We're watching the stream right now, and the stream is uh is talking about uh, uh Corral and 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 you know Pickett being there and. Right, you know, I, I'm, I'm just saying, dude, they, they got some pretty good. They, they got some. No, they got a great conversation going about football while we're listening to Mark, man. So right. they, they're talking about draft picks and everything else, man. So I'm, I'm loving it, man. Well, I'm I'll ask it. you, I'll ask you, Barry. I mean, we, we, we brought up uh, Malik Willis at one point today, but let's throw the others into the mix. I mean, Pickett had an unbelievable career at Pitt and and started a thousand games. It felt like there, there's nobody more experienced coming into the NFL than than Kenny Pickett, who, by the way, committed verbally to Temple coming out of high school, but ended up yep. going to pit. Not that I'm bitter. Um, anyway, so <laughs> you got Kenny Pickett, you got Willis, you got Corral, who the Eagles have, among others. I'm, I'm just throwing some out there. A- any of those guys that you like? Well, it feels like every year you have the teams that reach for a quarterback in the first round, and that that actually plays in the Eagles' favor. Some more maybe of those defensive linemen or receivers are going to be there. Are any of those guys worthy, high first round, and worthy of the Eagles using one of their picks on? No. Put it like this. I I, I see I last year. I look at last year's set of quarterbacks, and none of them was played worth the donuts old this last year. I mean, I, I can't say that. Matt Jones played okay. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Matt Jones was was pretty good. Was yeah, pretty yeah. Good. Um, you know, it was it wasn't terrible? Uh, Davis Mills in Texas in Houston right. wasn't wasn't he played terrible, okay. But none of them quarterbacks are on the level of those quarterbacks there that are out right now. And I thought that was one of the poorest drafts as far as quarterbacks I've seen. You know, even with the guy that went to um, Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, you know, he he probably will be good. But I, I didn't see any of these guys coming out and being a guy that's going to come in and be a franchise quarterback right now. And it's definitely not in this draft. This draft is probably the Thank worst you. draft I've seen in a long time as far as quarterbacks. The only thing is they won't have to reach to get one of those quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I'd rather they wait and go like second or third and get somebody like a Carson Strong from Nevada. Carson Strong, man, talking about a guy, looks the part, six foot six, cannon of an arm, but he's about as athletic as D-Gun. So, you know. Ouch. What? Ouch. Oh, oh, no, oh no, you didn't. No, no you he, didn't. he played baseball, D-Gun. I'm saying he, he looks like a baseball player. That's what I'm trying to say. I just no. said it in a, in, a, in a negative way. I it was no it was no negative connotation to it. No, I'm saying, so. You know me. He looked like a baseball person. player, man. I was. I played baseball, football. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying you played like a baseball player. He looks like the, a baseball player, cannon of an arm and everything, bro. So that's all I'm saying. But 
I don't see there's no need to draft somebody in the first round just because they're there and just because they're best in this draft. They're not up to that level. Um, right now, I mean, I see guys dropping. Thibodeau's dropping. You, Thibodeau might, might not be – he might not be drafted until like the 10th uh, pick in the draft. Wow, you uh, think that low? Yes. From, Man. From, from From his interviews and everything else. Another guy that's dropping is Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, who I love. Me too. Now, I say go out and get him. Me too. I mean, look at, look at Harrison um, Smith. Yep. Notre Dame safety played for years, been playing for years. I mean, played a Pro Bowl level, probably a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's played forever. I see him kind of a guy like a Kyle, Kyle Hamilton, the same guy. Yeah, people Why are worried about his 40 time. At he the ran combat. a 4-5, but there's put, a lab run a 4-5. Yeah, put the tape on. Look at the ground he covers on the interception against Florida State. He basically exactly. goes sideline to sideline and gets right. a pick. The, exactly. That is rare, rare to have those kind of instincts and that athleticism. I honestly think I think we get too enamored with the quarterback position coming out of college. Yeah. Because yep. for as many good quarterbacks, look how many first-round busts we've yep. seen in the National Football League over the last 10, 15 years. Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God. Baker, how about Josh Rosen? Mm-hmm. Josh, Sam, Sam Another Darnold. got it. They question Josh Rosen. They question his love for the game. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Uh, yep. You know, God rest his soul. You know, Dwayne Washington. You know, right, right, right. You know, yeah. players. Like, I mean, we 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 get too caught up in, in this now. You know, and 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 the, the consensus has been consistent in terms of saying this is not a great quarterback class in two thousand, you know, twenty two. I think these kids coming out this year go to a team where they can sit, watch, and learn for a couple of years. I don't think there's any immediate impact type quarterbacks in this draft. You know, right. um, I think if Trevor Lawrence, prime example, had been with a different team, I think his overall development would have been better. But basically, you're playing for a CFL team down there in Jacksonville, yeah. which had an idiot for a head coach, mm-hmm. you know, who I think held him back more so than helped him elevate his game. They didn't give him much to work with. Jacksonville has been in the basement for how many years? And then you had a coach that was making headlines for more of stuff, what he did off the field, more so than offense, than on the field. He was supposed to be this offensive guru. And I think that held Trevor Lawrence back in a lot of ways. I think I still think Trevor right. Lawrence is going to be an exceptional quarterback in yes. the National Football League. Yep. Now, hopefully Doug Peterson can bring that out of him, you know, the way he did with Carson Wentz here, you know. But I don't think there's that, quarterback in this year's draft that has that wild factor. Everybody keeps talking about Malik Willis. He may emerge to be that guy, but I do think he's still raw enough to where he doesn't step in right away and, ha- and present an immediate impact on any team, whoever decides to draft him. Yeah, I, we see it every year. It, look, we know it's it's the most important position in sports. Therefore, there's desperation when it comes to that. Look, I, I'll just take you back to the, to the Bears a few years ago when they trade up to get Mitch Trubisky. You know, it, we see it every yes, single year. yes. And it, it sets your franchise back. You can help yourself. This is why I don't want to see the Eagles do this. You're in a unique position with these picks. Help yourself in other areas. If it doesn't work, okay. But if, if, if it turns out Jalen Hurts is just mediocre or ultimately you don't feel like it, then attack it next year. Because yes. you, you've already put yourself in yes. a position to have extra picks for next year too. But this is not the year to do this in the first round. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I want I want I want this Eagles team to go out. If you're gonna focus on defense, focus on defense. Um, I don't think we need a 
wide receiver in the first round. I don't think we need it. I think we need a corner more so than that, um, a linebacker more so than that, or a yes. Yes. pass rushing defensive lineman. If we can go one of those, you know, one of those three, I, I'm I'm good with it. But I mean, there are guys that you know that that's, that'll be able to sneak down. You know, that you might get some value with. If you're gonna go in the second round, get Pickens. I see this. The, you know, uh, GG Meta. I mean, Pickens is 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 a really good guy. I mean, really good receiver, mm-hmm. explosive receiver from Georgia. Yeah, speed, yeah. everything, size. Was hampered by an injury before. He'd be a great pick in the second round. You know, what I'm saying a difference maker in the second round. Yeah. So get him. Um, you talking about the safety from um the safety from 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 Maryland? Yeah. Uh, what is his name? I forget the safety's name from Maryland. Yeah, no, I, I, Barrett, I'm with you, man. And these are positions of need. Let, let's not right. kid ourselves here. They right, do not. Right. I mean, especially with Rodney McLeod signing with the with the Colts. Right. You're short there. You, you make a case for corner. You can make a case for linebacker, defensive end, D tackle. Yep. They need. And I'm not telling you that that Jalen Hurts has enough weapons on offense, especially at receiver. He doesn't. But you have so many holes defensively. For me, that's where I want to try, especially with a strong defensive draft. This right. is a the defensive line draft is a killer, man. This year, that's where it's at. You're going to be able to get quality guys if you just stay pat where they are. And stand, I mean, stand pat with 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 what you're trying to do, man. I, I hope we're not trying to be the smartest guy in the room. If you see the talent that's right there, well, let's not. Maybe we can look at him and see he's the right guy. How about knowing? Just go a, uh, SEC, pick from Georgia. Period, point blank. You ain't got to go anywhere else. I'll make no. it simple for you. Mm-hmm. Stay in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Draft a guy from Georgia. Any one of the guys from Georgia. Send the safety, Dean the linebacker, or any of the three. Uh, Throw a dart. Whoever yeah. you hit. Ah, da, da. That's hey, it. Go draft ahead. anybody from the SEC, period. Yes. Right. Well, I worked pretty well last year. Look at your first two picks last year, Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. That worked out all right. Yeah. So right, right, let's, right, co- right. let's stay the course here with that. Now, let's stay out of the Pac-12. Let's let's dig into that SEC, man. But I and tomorrow we'll get in the receivers a little bit deeper tomorrow, and and what's available and, and who we do like. But yeah, I, I look, I'm in agreement. I I wonder if the trade to to with with New Orleans got it out of Howie's system enough where he doesn't feel like he's got to do a draft. I don't know. I mean, he's a right. very hard guy to predict. I, I right. honestly don't know how this is going to shake out in the first right, round. Right, 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 right. Well, it's going to be tough because. I, I like Andy Waddell, Waddle, Waddell, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Um, the um, the scouting pro yeah. scout. He's Howie's right hand man, basically pro personnel guy. Great, great guy. He comes from that 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 tree from um from 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 the Ravens. Yeah, Joe Douglas and, and yeah. Ozzie Newsom right. back in the day. Yeah, he, he, so I like the communication those two have. Um, he talked to him last year, and we had a pretty good draft last year. He trusted him. I think we can go forward and do the same thing, just as long as we're not trying to get these. He's, you know, smarter, the smartest guy in a room, and we're going to go opposite of everybody else. I don't want any more watching war rooms clapping and standing ovations because we picked a guy that's sitting, you know, right behind, right behind the guy we just picked. Well, I think, you know, what? one thing we always look at is we'll find out what Jalen Hurts really is. I think we're going to find out what Nick Sirianni really is, what Jonathan Gannon really is, especially if you give Gannon some t- more talent on that side of the ball. Like there's no more excuse to be Mr. Conservative anymore. 
to be, right. to be playing sticks defense when you're, you know, you're in like uh university city, like right. th- this, <laughs> yeah. this is where we're going to find out what these guys are really made of last year. You can legitimately chalk it up to maybe he didn't have the, the horses that he needed to have, but if you if you draft now and give them those guys, there's no more excuses as far as that goes. Right, right. Give me that. I don't need any more excuses. Don't say that. All right, I, uh, um, you know, this guy's going to be a great player for us. You know, I know you guys didn't. I, I don't want to start off with. I know you can see what we saw, but this is what we see. I don't want that. I want to go on and say, ah, oh, perfect pick. Uh, we don't have a problem with it. This last year was the first draft we went in and said, okay, that was a great pick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they got what we wanted. The city of Philadelphia got up, clapped their hands because they went and got somebody that they really needed. First yeah. time in a long time. Yeah, let's, let's double down. Let's do it again this year. Well, what you also can't do is you can't expect to have the cake schedule to be playing third and fourth string quarterbacks that that, that really don't belong in the league. And yep. and look to their credit, they turned it around from two and five. I get it. I'm not knocking them necessarily, but you can't expect those same breaks to come your way again this year. They're just not. That's not the way the league works generally. You know, when you have those cake scales, I mean, you sucked the year before. Yeah, you that's exactly what, what it means. And yeah. we lucked up in getting a, a, a cake schedule this, this the next year because we made it to the playoffs. There's no way we should have a cake schedule, but we just having to, you know, the clouds line right, you know, and, and, and we're in a great position. Hmm. But, you know, even even looking at the quarterback situation in Jalen Hurts, you know, saying them showing them last they – they showed them this year, all right, we don't have – the supreme confidence in you. We're going to go with you. We're mm-hmm. supreme confidence. We're going to trade this pick for next year, just in case we have to go get a quarterback next year. But we're still right behind you. you yeah. know what I'm we're we're kind of a hey, that a boy, that a boy. But uh, we still have a game plan for next year. The, yeah. the, the, one, the one, the one thing that concerns me a little bit is uh, Howie not going out and getting more veteran presence to to plug in some gaps. And I understand yeah. to a certain degree they were cap strapped. He didn't have the you know, the big pockets to go out like he has in years past to get a bunch of free agents in. No, he did have it. But, he, no, they, they they got from under the cap situation yeah. with getting you know, Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. But, you know, number one, a lot of guys that they wanted, they were outbid for. I mean, when you think about some of the money that was given out to especially wide receivers, mm-hmm. the money was shocking. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, who just got signed for $100 million a cornerback? In Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, yeah. Clinton, uh, are you kidding me? I know. I mean, think about Cleveland. Cleveland alone has given out three hundred and forty million dollars this year in guaranteed money. Okay, so the cap went up significantly because it was stagnated because of COVID last year, and people spending money left and right. And the Eagles didn't want to play that game. Yep. So now you're relying on a young nucleus to come back here, hopefully be that much better in year two of this new regime to help get you back to where you want to go. I don't know. I mean, I, I think a Quez Watkins has potential, but I need to see more of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, with him. If Greg Ward is here, Greg Ward is what he is. Um, you know, is John Hontower going to be any better than what he was this past season? JJ Arthega Weissat, I don't want to hear another one. Stop it right there. Special team players in the National Football League. Yeah. I don't want to hear about that anymore. No. Remember that day? Remember, remember that day we uh oh. we, we were um at we were at camp. And yes. Remember the it was the, it was the the umbrella. Yes, it was I, us. We I've were never I've never seen anything like. Go ahead, Barry. Tell the story. Me, right. me and D Gum were the ones interviewing when it happened, and I can remember right. when he we came up and his mom came up behind him and started interviewing him, and I'm trying to talk to him. And I'm looking him in his eye, looks face. Derek looked at me like this. 
Like looking at this, he turned me like this. Yeah, his mother brought up an, um- <laughs> people, uh, an umbrella up to, to make sure he didn't get wet. It's a football player. Are you <gasps> no, it was the son. It was the keep out of the son. It wasn't like, no, our son. I'm sorry, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm sitting I'm like, there. I'm like, this is a problem. So I'm, I'm trying like, to keep. My, I'm trying to keep. <laughs> your son is a professional athlete surrounded by media in the fourth largest market in America, and you come out there with a Mary Poppins umbrella over your son. I understand mom's babying her sons. Trust me, I have a wife who babies her son. Her son's 30 yeah. years old, and she still <laughs> babies him like he's five years old, and he plays it to the hilt. Yes. I get it. Yep. But uh, you're uh, in a professional Gunn, environment. Ms. Gunn, um, I had nothing to do with that. I, I didn't bring him to say that. It wasn't me. She he said I, it all I, I, I tell her it all the time. <laughs> and I know she's listening in, so she probably just heard me say it again. She knows. <laughs> You're she in trouble. Exactly what I'm talking about. Derek's on the your, couch tonight. We know that. Your son is your son, no matter what. And if you you have a loving relationship with your son, and if that's mama's baby, I don't care if he's 90 years old and if mama's still alive, yep. she's he's still gonna be mama's baby. All but right. when he's in a professional environment like that, and she's holding an umbrella over it, I'm like, man, you know what? But I don't you know can't what look at me like that, and I'm interviewing him. Though we dog. gotta go, we gotta go, fellas. We gotta go. We gotta go. You gotta go. That's oh, our, our time. It's Dan Cilio time. Dan Cilio's got you from three to six. The National Football Show. Don't go anywhere. By the way, the Brandon Graham interview, which was absolutely unbelievable, is up and ready to roll on YouTube just by itself. So you got to check that out if you missed it. it. You trust me, it will not disappoint. Neither will Mark Jackson. Neither will Trent Cole. Neither will we. Every single day, Monday through Friday, twelve to three. Fellas, same place, same time. Sound good? Sounds good to me, bro. All right. For Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We're watching Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Stay tuned for Dan Cilio. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right. Did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake them out. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.